Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Lore You Know. Hey, Sarah, how's it going? Hey, it is awesome. <laughs> it is Friday. I'm not going to sing the Friday song, mostly because I don't know it. I know so it's a shit anymore anyway, because <laughs> no one knows the day of the week it is. Right, right. <laughs> so I have to watch saying hey and your name, because apparently my phone, which is sitting right here, thinks I'm saying hey, Siri. Hey. <clears throat> I, mine is hey, Google, because, you know, <laughs> right. because, you know. Right. It's like pick who you want to know everything, and you know, um, I'll just give it all to Microsoft because they have it all anyway. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> off in the weeds. So I was I used, I used it for them. Um, so so Slytherin. Slytherin. Yeah. Let's let's dive into this madness of Yay. first guard lands. Um, so uh, we were we, we previous like starting to go around Gelspad map. Yeah. You know, we started Mithril. We went to the Plains of Lead. Now we're heading south. I have the map today. This is my. This is my big poster map that I've been alluding to. <laughs> um, so I actually brought it in here. It's on like a, an easel. Um, we're going down. Sorry, going to point. No, you can't even see this, but I don't know if you've got the map there. It's but so we're going down through Besh to the Morning Marshes. It's just south of all of the things we've talked about so far. Um, and um, I can't can't talk about the Slytherin without talking about. Well, I can talk about the Slytherin without talking about the Vigilance, but it seems silly too. Because, um, and I've alluded to Vesh a lot, and obviously I've done a lot of research into Vigilance, because, well, it's only the name of right. our book. Um, so, yeah, so that makes sense that I've, that I've done a lot of stuff on vigil, Vigilance. Um, and, and you can, you know, go read about it and pick up the book if you want to know more about the Vesh and Vigilance. But they are sort of, they're not the army of Vesh. They're the special forces of Vesh that guard and protect the borders of the country. So they're they only called in in the country usually when there's like a crisis or something. Um, they were founded before the war, but it was kind of a loose, not really organized thing, and it really got organized during the war. There's um, there's a ton of history I can go into that I'm not going to do that today. But the upshot is that they've got various vigils throughout the region, all along the borders. So the ones in the north protect them from like ravaging orcs and i guess these days from ravaging bangle worshippers right. and lion centaurs and whatever um they've got ones that guard the Corridata corridor to get to mithril and they've got ones in Mullistown, ones in mithril working with the paladins they've got ones along the mountain range you know ride horses and stuff um, there's a bunch that are in the Ganges helping the elves. There's a bunch in the Haggard Hills protecting it from things from the Blood Steps and the other icky forests out in the west. Um, you've got ones out in the ocean who guard the uh, kind of the shores in this area from other threats that could invade Vash or Vash's allies. Today we're going to talk about Arsenoth Delta, which is um, the ones who are in the Morning Marshes. They are a central piece in the first half of Vigilant. So if you want to know more about Arsenal Delta, read my book. Um, but they actually have a fort right in the dab, smack in the middle of the morning marshes. Um, and why is this a problem for Vesh? Well, in the old lore, 3 3 X, um, the morning marshes were inhabited by these crazive, creepy rat people. Um, who were followers of Chern, who basically would go into southern Vesh, and there's really no natural border. It's like like other borders around Vesh, you've got mountains and lakes and 
things. This border, it's like swampland, farmland. You know, there's not really a lot of, um, you know, it's marshes that go into into basically plainer farmlands. So you've got all these little farms and communities toward the southern border where like a lot of the breadbasket area of Eshes and the, the, the rat folk would just wander in and do horrible things and kidnap people and steal their stuff and whatever. So the the there's the standing army has like forts and posts there in within Vesh on the border, but then the vigilants are actually in the marshes themselves, protecting um, that southern border from incursions. But the thing about the vigil, all of them is none of them are only only one is actually in the country of Vesh. Of the other 10, 11 vigils, they're all on these borders, and they're literally out there. Um, seeing what's going on, making sure that their threats aren't building up and, you know, call them spies, call them special forces, <laughs> call them whatever you want, but they are all of the above and they're super, super trained and, you know, they're sort of the, I don't even want to say the CIA because they're more like the combination of the CIA and the Marines and a bunch of other things in a fantasy universe right. where they can do sending spells and teleport um, <laughs> and fireballs. <laughs> So, so they've got a fort in the middle of the marshes, and they're there to protect the southern border from the vigil, from the, from the uh, eyes of the vigil, from the rat folk, but also just to make sure the rat folk aren't like building their forces and in any kind of horrible ways. So, why are the rat folk a threat? They're just people that look like rats, right? <laughs> well, um, initially in the old lore. All of the rat folk were titan spawn, and in the truest sense, if you want to, you know, you can argue what is a titan spawn? Is it a race created by titans, in which case humans count? Is it a race that the titans created to fight for them in the war, or to fight for them in, or just whatever? Is it a servitile race that the titans made to, to, to obey their will and do their things for them? Or in the case of the Slytherin, is it a race? Is it a bunch of things that got exposed to Titan yuck right. and evolved to sentience, which is the case with the majority of the Slytherin? Not necessarily all of them, but certainly the majority of them. Basically, whether they were rats that ate bits of contaminated stuff, right. like, you know, and, and Cadam, Mormo, right. Runrook, it's really easy to yeah. find Titan. Or so the idea that a rat would be like, hmm, I'm gonna nom on this thing. Oh, I just evolved. Right. Um, and and so that's like the explanation for a lot of them. Not necessarily all of them, because some of them, their Lethina didn't really leave behind viscera, and you know, so sh it, how did that work? And I don't I don't know. It's not clear, and they kind of hand wave it. But it is the case that all. All 12 of the fallen titans have a brood of rat folk that are associated with them, whether created by them intentionally, unintentionally, or through some kind of just osmosis thing, or just because right. of, I don't know, consistency. And <laughs> like, well, I've got one, so you have to have one too. Um, um, but every, every fallen titan has a race of rat folk. Um, Denev is the only one that doesn't have a race of rat folk, but she didn't fall. So. Right. Um, so I'm going to talk about them. And the one we're going to start with uh, is the most prevalent. Um, so when they made the 
and they're, oh, well, sorry, before we get into that, they're called Slytherin. All right, and this is controversial for obvious reasons, because isn't that a Harry Potter house? But long yes. before Harry Potter came along, we no. had... <laughs> no, actually. So Harry Potter, and I looked this up like for the fifth time because I keep being like, no, 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 Scarlet's came first. No, it didn't. Harry Potter, book one, Sorcerer's Philosopher's Stone. Philosopher's Sorry, Stone, get yeah. it right. The Philosopher's Stone came out in 94. <laughs> and the first Scarlet's book came out in 2000. So, obviously, Harry Potter came first. Um, now... I would, but I would argue the case that Harry Potter wasn't popular in the U.S. and well known until 2000, <laughs> sometime after. It is the Sorcerer's and, Stone. Sorry. <laughs> well, it's the Sorcerer's Stone in the U.S. It's the Philosopher's Stone in the U.K. Oh, that's so right. It was the Philosopher's that's right. Stone first. first. Yeah. So, I I suspect they were co, like the word was co-thought of, um, I'm not. I, I mean, I don't know for sure. It could have been like. And, and as much as I've contacted some of the original creators, um, I think I asked once and to one of them say, where did the source of the come from? And he said, I don't know, I didn't work on that bit. So um, yeah. <laughs> so I haven't talked to whoever actually came up with them. Um, I can talk about the spider eye goblin source, but not the <laughs> You know, it, it is funny because when you're, when you're designing a world, when you're coming up with stuff, like you'll have these ideas. And you're just like, oh, yeah. that's really great. And you put it into your world, and then later down the road, you're like, that's where that came from. Yeah, oh, like, God, yeah, yeah. There is a, for, for my, my homebrew world, I have a race of reptilian people that I was just like, I I, I can't, I, I had to have come up with these, right? Because one day I was just like, I want these in my game. Where did I come up with this? And it was years later. I was going through my comics, and I opened the page, and I'm like, holy shit, that's my creature. When did this come up? Oh. Yeah, oh, totally, 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 totally. I, 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 had a, I had a moniker that I used for years in college, and it turned out it was from, like, a cartoon I had seen when I was 10. Right. You know? <laughs> um, so I had no, and my brother was like, that's based on that cartoon that was out in the 80s. And I was like, was it? Oh, shit, it was. You know, um, so, yeah, it, it's we don't know where we get stuff yeah. and was it because one of the early creators read or saw something harry potterish and got the name from that i don't know right um yes I, yes harry potter came first i wouldn't say it's an indirect obvious influence because it's not there's no connection there rat people and snake people have a different other name right. <laughs> so <laughs> it's like and that that's the one thing that people easily get confused is like where the Slytherin, the rat people, and the Asathi, the snake people. Right. I think it's because the there's more Asathi. Well, there, yeah, Asathi's I mean? a cool name, <laughs> and, and Asathi's a great name for snake people, but but it's like, I know a lot of people think Slytherin, they must be the snake people. Yeah, that's not totally. the case. They're the rat people, so whatever. Anyway, origin of the name, not relevant. Um, <laughs> that's what, uh, it is spelled differently. If that's the case, um, it's and I have a beef about this. So the Harry Potter is S L Y T H E R I N. Right. Slytherin. Um, in the three X publication, it was S L the for Scarlands. It was S L I T H E R E N, and I was like, hey, that's two vowels different. Cool. It's 
much differentiated from Harry <laughs> Potter. And then in the new publication, for mysterious reasons, they changed the last vowel from an E to an I and right. made it look more like the Harry Potter spelling. And I'm like, why did you do that? <laughs> why did you make it look more like the Harry Potter spelling and not less? So that's another of my mild complaints about the about, about fifth edition. <laughs> so that's the origin of the name. So as much yeah. as I know, which isn't a lot. Um, origin of the concept... Um, again, this is speculation. Um, they're a heck of a lot like the Warhammer 40k settings rattlings. If you read those, um, they, they at least the original evil version of yeah. the uh, Slytherin. Um, there's definitely a, a vibe that's like, mm, this looks suspiciously familiar. So yeah. if you've ever played Scarlands have... and you've played the video game Vermintide or Vermintide 2, they are the Slytherin. <laughs> yeah. The Slytherin I mean, but, are them. <laughs> but, but, but if you think about it, it's like you're... Is it Rattling? Maybe I don't have the right name. Anyway, they, they, it's similar to a, a Warhammer race. Yeah. Um, not, maybe not Warhammer 40k, Warhammer Fantasy. Anyway. Warhammer uh, I don't know. Fantasy is what... Yeah, Warhammer at least Vermintide yeah. is Fantasy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, so it's that thing. Um, so, anyway, very, very similar to um, other races. But, I mean, Ratfolk or Ratfolk, and if you're going to create a personified rat person they're gonna be kind of similar yeah and 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 you know there's a lot of stereotypes around what rats are like um and a lot of them are stereotypes it's like oh rats carry disease well no rats don't carry disease they're the fleas on them carry disease and blah 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 um so uh, and, and, and then they're creepy and dirty and actually no they're not really that dirty and so there's a lot of stereotypes around rats and of course these carry into stereotypes around the Slytherin <laughs> because right. it's fun to do that um, when you're creating a fantasy race <laughs> especially a, an anthropomorphic fantasy race you base a lot of their personality around stereotypes around the critter you based it on totally <laughs> yeah owls are wise well actually they're not they're dumb as bricks but <laughs> so there you go so um going back to the, the different southern bits so the majority of i'd say the largest populace concentrated rat folk are in the morning marshes south of Besh, and the majority of those are called the diseased which, you know, go back to those stereotypes right there. Right. Um, but this maps because um, the Titan Churn, the Titan of disease and pestilence and plague, was interred, i.e. buried alive, underneath the morning marshes by the gods. And he was put in, like, this magical shell and kind of, you know, tons and tons of dirt put upon him and all that stuff. So they're like, oh, he'll be fine in there. Right. Then buried underground. No. No, because it's, like, it's like the gods have never actually lived on a planet because they would have known yeah. rats can get into freaking anything. Well, independent of rats getting into anything, um, his like his like essence, you know, as much as that out, shell, right? Yeah, as much as that shell prevents him physically from getting out, his goo or right. microbiome, you know, whatever you want to call his his essence, his magic, his his viruses or something seeps out of this magical shell that he can't break out of but his its bits can and his and even like his presence and even influence can and and it contaminated this region and it between it and the freaking tsunami created by Cadam being hooked into the ocean right. um has turned what was called the flourishing flats 
because we love alliteration in the Scarlands, right. <laughs> into the morning marshes. Well, it's like, oh, it was a beautiful, like, pleasant floodplain, and now it's like this horrible Twisted, thing with right. bloody rivers, yeah, and plants that want to eat you. Um, so it's really Nightmare Land. And these rats in Nightmare Land, shortly after the war, nommed on, or during the war, whenever, whenever Turn was interred, um, nommed on bits of Turn essence and evolved into rats. Um, and a lot of this lore comes from this book, Warrens of the Ratmen, which came out during the Scarlands' heyday in the odds. And um, they just, and if this is considered truth, <laughs> shrug on what is truth. Right, right. Um, yeah, they they were recognized by um, by uh, uh, these kind of sages who went in there and, and discovered them. And we did base the origin description of the Ratman on what was in this book, not necessarily what was in the SLPG. The SLPG says they were created intentionally by Turn to fight for him during the war, um, not created after the war. So this is where kind of one of our disagreements lie. <laughs> But but I also made the case that, as I said, some of these broods, because I said every titan has a brood, some of them doesn't make sense that it would be, you know, churn right. viscera and all that, but there's no, like, how did you make, how did Lethina and Gulban make races? No. So right. maybe they did uplift rats, who knows. Um, I shrug and go, it doesn't matter? Yeah. In this sense. Whatever, works, whatever <laughs> works for your story. Yeah, or, whatever works for your story, yeah. Like, there could be the truth. And then there could be what people generally believe. Yeah, People exactly, generally exactly. believe that Churn raised these rats up or created this race or whatever. Whereas the truth might be they just nommed on him. Yeah. <laughs> I like <laughs> but in the nommed case, part. Like, I, think it is, I like the nom part too because it's cooler and it's yeah, kind of creepy. And totally. Churn, if you read his other descriptions, isn't known for making anything. Like, he makes... he like. Can, there's like plagues and diseases he's known for making, but he's not known for making servitor races. He's right. not known for making any specific race. You know, most things that flock around him are like bugs and stuff. And and and, but even then, he didn't really make them. So it doesn't make sense that he would have been like, "But I'm going to make sentient rat folk." <laughs> like you don't use servitor races. You're not like, you're not like, uh, Golthago who's like, "Hold my hammer," you know. <laughs> No, it doesn't map for churns, so I, I think the nomming makes more sense. Um, and so, there we go. Um, so the disease was like like the very well-known one, and when you read the description of the disease in the old 3X books, and you read the description of rat folk in as a playable race in uh, the SLPG for 5th edition, it's very, very similar in terms of abilities. Um, and you know, read the SLPG for that. So what I've been doing over the last week at, at Jeremy's kind of urging is saying, okay, <laughs> what would it look like <laughs> if we take these 12 broods and 5X them? Yeah. So so I put, I've, I'm putting together a doc that hopefully I'm gonna put up on um, the sourcing vault in the next few weeks that allows for these 12 broods to be playable races. Yeah. Um, sort and, of sub races of the just, Slytherin. Just to be clear, like there is some fifth edition conversion out there. Like the SLPG has a few of the races, uh, the the creature collection has a few of the races, but they're yep. all they're all set up as as enemies, and so you can't yeah. there you can't play like a good version of them or or even a version of them at all. 
And yeah. so what you're doing is literally making it so the players can enjoy this on their side rather exactly. than I have to go fight this, which is awesome. <laughs> well, let me think about it. And then the way we're looking at it is this is so we have this concept of the redeemed. Mm -hmm. So the idea, if you're playing any former Titan spawn or even former blah, monster race, um, whether it's an orc or an Asathi or, or any of these, you know, the, the, the horse folk, the, the ironbred, they were based on the Sutak, which right. were horse enemies. So when they took half a dozen or so of these monster races or weird things like walking suits of armor and made them into playable races yeah. to honestly to differentiate not that Scarlands needed more differentiation, but <laughs> but but within the five E context to just even grab more richness to say, I wanna play this. Three X did have rules that allowed you to play some of these Slytherin Birds as templates. Some of them were frankly too overpowered. Cause um, but a lot of why they were repowered, because they had extra hit dice or extra abilities. So I'm trying my best to, I don't want to say nerf them, because that's not, because I don't need to, because everything's nerfed in 5th edition, <laughs> frankly. <laughs> it's like, I don't really need to nerf them, because, right. you know, and, and everything's nerfed, but everything's also escalated in Scarredlands, because if you look at a template of of a Slytherin or an Asathi or an Orc, they're a little bit beefier than your standard races. And if you look at the elf template in Scarredlands, it is definitely beefier than the elf template in in the OLG for 5th edition. Right. So I'm just like, I can do this I don't. I think without really having to nerf them very much. I did nerf them a little bit. Particularly the overpowered crazy <laughs> brutes. <laughs> but um, because I think the idea of being turned into a cloud of lightning is a bit, bit much for a first level character. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but I think I've, 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 I'm, I'm kind of putting this together and, and honestly, anybody who's like in this chat or in this call or is watching this video at a later date, um, and wants to check a look at this, I am totally willing to send a free copy of this to you before I pull it, push it on the vault just to get feedback. Um, cause frankly, I don't know how well I've done in balancing this stuff. So it may be that like, no, that's too crazy or too weird, or I'd never play that or whatever. So I'm going to put that as a, as like the, as much as this is quote a sales pitch for this product I haven't finished yet. Um, this is also just sort of a beta fun thing. And yeah. so if any of, any of, I mean, as far as I know, the only one who's actually watching this call is my wife, but uh, anybody, not my wife who wants to check this out, reach out to me or, or Jeremy and, and I can get you a copy of this little doc before it's out. Um, so, but forgetting the doc for a bit. Let's talk about the different broods, because there's a dozen of these guys, and they're True. crazy. <laughs> so, so the disease is the one I started with. Um, they are, um, they are the the SLPG description for Slytherin is pretty closely based on the disease if you look at it. If you and and these are, I would argue, the most common brood. Um, certainly in the morning marshes, they dominate, and that's pretty much where where Slytherin dominate anyways in the morning marshes. Um, the concept of the redeemed shifts over. Now we have an actual redeemed Slytherin community called the Wald Warren, which is south of the Morning Marshes in the, and I have to say this slowly, Sorporatra <laughs> Swamp. <laughs> Sorpor, I know what the Sorpor is, but it's like, this this horrible word. And, and alliteration, Sorporatra Swamp. Um, in the middle of that swamp, 
kind of right between the border of the Morning Marshes and that swamp is this city of redeemed uh, Slytherin called the World Waldmoren. Um, and redeemed Slytherin fundamentally are just Slytherin who just, you know, fingered up to the titans that made them or, or, or inadvertently or intentionally made them and said, we don't want anything to do with you. And we're going to go on our own and either we're going to not care about worshiping anything or worship gods or follow Denev or whatever. And we're not intentionally trying to be at war with the victor races or divine races because we don't care enough. Right. <laughs> and so, and we're not, and, and while obviously some redeemed can certainly be like, I'm a bandit, they're not monsters anymore. Yeah. They're, and were they monsters to begin with? Or are they just people who've been warped by gets fuzzy and i don't know um, if you know this if, if there's even an answer out there for it but like the the redeemed and the wald warren don't have a banner like the other broods do is that yeah. because they're essentially coming from all the different broods and they don't have uh, you know uh, i mean that's what yeah. makes sense to me that's what i would run it as but just just curious on and your take i completely think that um that the wald warren it's not it's not a bunch of disease to created this place it's a bunch of different broods um a there's more than one brood in the morning marshes i think pretty much all of the broods if not not quite all of the broods, but like say probably eight of the 12 broods certainly can be found in the morning marshes so um and a lot of the broods just flocked there because that's where the heaviest population of the slytherin were and they're like let's be with our people even though we're of a different origin um, they're still rat folk, and they've got that commonality to them. But, um, so yeah, the Wald Warren is not, because, I mean, if they have a religion at all, it's, the, it's to the gods. Yeah. It's not to any, because the, the Wald Warren, like, to be in the Wald Warren, to live there, A, it's not exclusively Slytherin, even though it's, like, majority population Slytherin. But um, to be there, like, it's just, like, you're not going to worship a Dighton here. Unless it's Denif, you're not. This <laughs> is right. like our role here. You know, you can still follow some of the ways of your of your brood, but if you're diseased, you're not spreading diseases amongst our people. Right. If, if if you're if you're um, uh, a stormbringer, uh, you're not making lightning storms in the middle of our market. Right. You know, these are not things you will do while you are here to be a citizen of the World War. And you know, it's like this is our kind of thing. Um and. If you want to read more about the Wald Warren, there's a great short story um, where uh, called uh, "Something Something in the Wald Warren." <laughs> I, ha I just had it open this morning. Let me see if I, yeah, I can yeah, find yeah, it yeah, while, yeah. while we're talking. Um, it's it's a little it's a little short story adventure where um, Vladowin, our hero of of all things early Scarlands novels, <laughs> um, the guy who brought back um, that which abides, the uh, God of the Elves. Um, further adventures of Lado, and he goes to the Wald Warren and has a little mini-adventure. Um, and so it's a cute little short story. Uh, something in the... Dude, the title. Something, something in the Wald Warren. You can find it on Slorician... You can, no, not Slorician. You can find it on Drive Through RPG. Possibly in Drive Through Fiction, yeah. yeah. Um, under the, the... And it's not free, it's really freaking cheap. I remember that much, because it's just a little short story. It's not like one of the big novels or anything. Um, and it's PDF only. So, and it's called Death in the Wald Warren. Death Yay. in the Wald Warren. That's, that's it. Yeah, it's 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 cute. Um, so I recommend it. Pretty short. Um, 
I'm sorry, my short and vigilant. Uh, <laughs> it's a short story. Yeah, I can't, you can I can't, also I can't, get it on Amazon. Good to know. Oh, yeah. Hopefully for cheaper than vigilant, which is only like three bucks on Amazon. <laughs> vigilant, three bucks on Amazon. It is 99 cents. Cents, so you get a third of the price of a book that's much smaller than a third of the size. Um, <laughs> word for word, our book is a better deal. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but it's a, it's a good read, and it's, and it's a good introduction to um, to a redeemed location and kind of that that feel for what is it what is it like to be there and what is it like for Vlado and to be like ew Titan Spawn oh wait maybe they're not monsters and, right. and just him kind of coping with like okay but he didn't really deal with the slurin much in his stories anyway so he didn't really know a lot about them. so um and that's like you know why is it the walled warren um they put walls around a warren <laughs> no but no, seriously most of these uh slurin broods particularly the ones who live in the morning marshes live underground because why would you want to live on the surface of this gross swamp yeah. or marshland so they have like these underground tunnels and and things and so this is kind of a community of that but it's both underground and on the surface because they build buildings and they literally put walls around it to protect them from the other monsters mucking about in this region of because there are other a and... lot that are nasty oh my god <laughs> i mean we, we, we there's there's this point in vigilant pretty early in the book where you could for reasons, personal reasons, he wants to go and join our Sarnath Delta. I'm not going to lie, this is pretty early in the book that this is, comes into play. And he's all interested in what's going on there. He's training for it, and he's reading about it, and he's like, oh, you know, first he's like, there's more than one brood of Slytherin? Wow. Right. And then he's like, what else are the horrors of the Morning Marshes? And there's this list of monsters. It's like as long as his arm, and he's like, I'm fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Why did he come here? <laughs> I'm gonna fight what? Right? <laughs> it's like oh there's frog monsters and hags and these weird flying yeah. things and <laughs> spider creatures giant crocodiles and you know um just just a horror upon horror and if, right. you, if you could picture it in a swamp add that make it four times larger and 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 10 times the amount and that's what's there. <laughs> It's a pretty horrible place. Yeah. So not a good yeah, vacation so, home. And these aren't things allied with the Slytherin. You know, Slytherin may be allied with other broods, yeah. but they're certainly not allied with the frog people or the you know the spider people or anything like that. So, um, and 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 no, and I'll say frog people. Those are not a playable race. <laughs> they're kind. Of, they're they're. Uh, they're to is, to they're, be uh, fair, I did make I did do a conversion of them that you can get on on solution vault <laughs> you kind of have to do the the dritz thing where you're like i am coming from an evil race there isn't like a group of good people and you so you converted the reavers right you converted I the did. <laughs> what do they I call did. the uh the, slime reavers the slime reavers yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did. okay you gotta finish this. you can't get into a fight or, with some slime reavers right. you know <laughs> Or you can you can just play an evil campaign too. So true, true. You can play an evil campaign. You can totally play an evil campaign. So so we get slime rivers. You've got mire dwellers, which are these flying, jittery, creepy things that sound like maracas as they're flying through the air. Or no, no, they're quiet when they fly through the air. They sound like maracas when they land, and it's all good. Um, and like other just horrible things. Um. Anyway, so 
Morning Marsh is super dangerous. <laughs> Slytherin not the only threat. Right. Um, so, going back to where I was. The disease. I want to finish up the disease before I move on. Um, so, when I made up the disease, they pretty much look identical to what's in the SLPG because it's clear the SLPG was kind of based on them when I looked at right. the 3X description. Um, the, the only difference I'm doing is their, is their disease ability. Right. And, um, and they, which, they're not covered in yeah. pustules and boils and nastiness. Yeah. They're, um. Well, yeah. Kind of cute, I mean, they actually. look horrible. I mean, <laughs> I mean, honestly, if we were doing, no, oh yeah, no, they're not. But they, but because they're not, they aren't diseased, right. despite the fact that they're called the diseased, because they're disease carriers. And and there actually is a description of them. They're one of the four broods that is described at the end of the SLPG as in the monster section. Um. So I, I kind of just stole that and tweaked it a little bit. Um, and their, their thing is that they're yucky, but they're not gross. You know, there are other gross broods. This is not one. But because they're disease carriers, they will expose themselves. Well, the Titan spawn evil version will expose themselves to a dozen diseases and not have any symptoms, not have any problems with them, be perfectly healthy amongst themselves but as soon as they go near any other race they will give those diseases it's kind of kind of like asymptomatic people with COVID-19 right. walk in and cough on you and you're and suddenly you're sick and they're fine and therefore you're you should be wearing your masks you. so wear your mask because like a huge percentage <laughs> of people with COVID are asymptomatic right. <laughs> asymptomatic and so every disease Slytherin is effectively asymptomatic. Um, not just saying they're all they've all got something or carrying something at all times, but certainly the the rabid churn believers are because their whole shtick is let's take out everything, particularly humans who are dicks to us, and have them all die horribly. And and there's a bunch of them like do these just horrific experiments. Like there's a whole thing in and Warren's the rabid the disease is like the primary race talked about in here, and they've got like they kidnap people and like experiment on them and give them all sorts of illnesses to see like and make illnesses more stronger and use right. them as, it's really horrible basically <laughs> <laughs> it's just truly horrible it's like yeah these are monsters these are pretty monstrous yeah. creatures and not not pleasant and and they're holding us for the glory of churn and ugh, just 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 all levels of horrible yeah um yeah and it's unpleasant. <laughs> so, so yeah, that's their shtick. Um, and they walk around in like hoods and, and and kind of like you know, even though they're not covered in boils or whatever, they're they're still there's a there's a vibe about them that's yeah. just wrong. Um, at least that's how they were described. Okay, I'm gonna move on to another brood. Okay. And I got now now I'm gonna go alphabetical, which which means I'm gonna skip all around the planet, but that's how I've been listed. <laughs> So, so I'm gonna like that's why I have the map. Um, so alphabetical next is the black pelts. These are the brood of Titan Mesos or Mesos, Mesos. Sure. Um, the sire of sorcery. So my my assumption here is when at the beginning of the war the the gods pounded on Mesos and killed him and he basically blew up and made. Um, magic happened all over the planet and suddenly a whole bunch of sorcerers were born and it maps that the black pelts would be a bunch of like kind of black rats all of you know the common you know kind of black rat yeah. you see 
um, that got exposed to this magic and evolved into sentient rat folk who can do magic. Um, the black pelts, as described, um, are basically sorcerers. I mean, fundamentally. Right. Uh, they, they all have uh, access to sorcerer's magic and can basically do that. So my 5e variant of them, um, I was like, you get a cantrip. <laughs> you get a cantrip, you get a plus to charisma. You probably want to play a sorcerer. You don't have to, right? but man, it's going to be helpful. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. And so I adjusted it there. And then but they also have this really couple of really interesting abilities described in um, 3X. I kind of nerfed a little bit and threw in the fifth edition version. So took a, took away a lot of the other kind of, you know, no, you're not friends with dire rats. And no, you don't have this kind of escape ability and all that other. I took all those things away just for balance. And gave them these two magical abilities instead of those. So, because they're described in the 3X books. And they are not, I think they're considered playable in 3X, but like with a level adjustment. Right. So, and because they still had all the, and it was like, if I just take all those abilities out. Right. These in Which, and, and we've talked about that in previous episodes, but essentially they yeah. tried to make it so a creature's abilities was um, trans translated into a level. And sometimes yeah. it worked. And sometimes it didn't, but really as progression, level progression for classes went on, it, they, they often just didn't measure up. So if you yeah, haven't watched yeah. the previous episodes, that's what that's about. Talk about that. So, so in lieu of, of that, because I certainly don't want to deal with fifth edition level adjustments. Yeah. That would be a nightmare. <laughs> uh, just like, I'll just take some abilities away and, and replace them with some other abilities. So, so no, if you're playing a black pelt, you don't get the escape bonus or the make friends with rats bonus or the uh, whatever else I took away. I think I took the disease resistance and a couple of those away. Um, but replaced them with some cool shit if you're a sorcerer. Um, so it, um, you get, uh, as I said, you get a cantrip, you get um, a an extra sorcery point, um, you can cast counterspell once per long rest, because that was as described in... It wasn't counterspell, but it was Counterspell interprets it. And then you get this weird ability um, that I've renamed because the name was confusing, um, that I just called Magic Deflection because it's honestly more clear what it means. <laughs> they called it like Magic Stealing thing, and it was like, I steal your spells and cast it back at you, and I'm like, how about you just bounce it back? Right, right. <laughs> so, and like, simplify this, fit the digital rules, come on guys. Um, so the idea is if somebody casts an arcane spell at you, and I will argue, say this argument. Fifth edition doesn't really differentiate spell types. Right. Um, arcane versus divine. Scarred Lands has mm -hmm. differentiated arcane versus divine. I think that's a piece of Scarred Lands is important um, um, because of because of how magic, how people get magic. Yeah. You know, you you pray to a god, you get magic. That's divine. You do something else to get magic. That's arcane. So I am stipulating that because of the way this works this would only work for an arcane spell so yeah. basically in the, in the description i just say as ca as cast by a bard sorcerer wizard or warlock so or a class that uses a bard right. sorcerer wizard warlock spell so like uh arcane tricks arcane trickster yeah. <laughs> eldritch knights all of them eldritch knight, exactly like that so it's like that's a wizard spell so so one of those spells cast out a black pelt they can basically if they make their save, so it's a spell that has to be targeted to them with a saving throw. So this does not apply to Magic Missile, which doesn't have a save. 
This doesn't apply to Fireball, which doesn't have a target. So this would apply to, say, Charm Person, for example. Um, so targeted to you, you to save. You make the save, and then you can immediately bounce it right back at the person who casts nice. it on you. And they have to get. They have to then make the same save based on their own right. saving throw. <laughs> so like all these power gamers oh. that are just like, I have the highest saving throw when it comes back on. Yeah, yeah. Like, and then Shit. and then basically they're charmed <laughs> by you instead, or or right. you become the new, effectively the caster, but based on their their stuff, not yours. Right. So so it basically it's like it's like creating a bouncing ball. They can only do it once per long rest, so this is not truly broken in the in the old versions like they could just do this whenever right. they want oh, i was like time. no <laughs> let's let's go once per long rest <laughs> yeah and and i'm willing to take feedback if people are like how about once per short rest or long rest? yeah let's, let's i haven't i haven't play tested this yet so i'm not sure how powerful it'd be but i would definitely say at first level i'm giving you one counter spell and this it's pretty op yeah first yeah counter. that's pretty <laughs> so but you don't get you know i make friends with dire rats so <laughs> is that a balance? So these are terrifying sorcerers, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. Why would you not play a Black Belt Slytherin? Um, so, and I also, what else did I do? It's pretty much what I did. Um, um, and just made them, like, kind of awesome sorcerers. So, and Black Belt, as I said, Rainbow Mezos, they're found... What's unique about them? It's interesting, beyond everything I just described, um, which is also interesting. Um, they're the only brood in the original lore at least they're the only brood who are have really a, a intensely strong purpose behind them that kind of runs counter to the purpose of all the other broods so those broods who care about their progenitors are like we want to bring them back or free them or whatever so like the broods for mormo are like we need to find all the bits of mormo and put them together and bring mormo back and the broods for the disease for churn are like we're gonna need to find where he's buried and dig him up you know the black pelts while they're like, yes, bring Mezos back, sounds great, they actually have an additional intent, which is let's try to get all the broods working together in unity to fight against the, the divine races or the, the, the divine worshippers and all of that. Let's, let's bring together, bring back the titans and, as a unity because we're stronger together than we are apart. And a lot of the other broods are like, you're nuts. We will never get along. <laughs> crazy and some of the broods are like antithesis like like no never we hate you screw off so this is like this creates an interesting conflict i think with the black pelts between a lot of the other broods where they're just like yes let's 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 work together right we're the cheerleaders of the slither and they're like no <laughs> so i think that's that's kind of interesting about them um and i can just totally picture like a black pelt um, evangelist, who's not like let's bring back Mezos, but who goes into the Walled War and he's like, let's all work together! Right? <laughs> this is a great place for all the Brutes to get all the Brutes that work together in the Walled War and, and right? like has the underlying motive of bringing back the Titans, but it won't say it, you know? Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. I could totally picture that. So, that would be like a neat thing to have in your campaign, or whether you're going to play it or they're going to have an NPC use like that. Does it ever say um, in the lore who, who like, originally started the walled warren because it wouldn't surprise yeah. me it does it does, does it is it uh is it yeah. yakel is that his name yakel yakel was is it yakel we're like who the fuck is yakel <laughs> yeah, i did all my research on the old lore and i didn't i didn't read the walled warren 
I said literally opening the book. Because it's right here. Well, Caspian Gazette. City states. Free nations. No, I want city states. Yeah, this is. And the thing about it is because this book's descriptions are very light, um, there's not a lot of. Baldwin here. I literally had the bookmark on this page <laughs> for a reason. Right. Um, and yeah, and I, I kept going past it because the bookmark was covering the words Wild Warren. Um, no, it doesn't mention Yakel at all. Does it say so who So tell us who, who Yakel is? is because I can't remember. Oh, um, um, man, I think I closed the PDF. Sorry. Um, that's fine. That's fine. He, is, he is from the uh, third edition Wald or. Uh, Warren of the Ratman's book. Okay. Oh, all right. Oh, yeah. He's one of the. Anyway. Um, yeah. yeah you, no. You it says it's who the ruler is. It says who the ruler is. Gotcha. Epistratigos Fen Frenlock. Does it say what brood uh, he's from? No, it does not. Um, he's ruled totally over the world Warren for twenty years. Under his rule, many of the titan-worshipping Slytherin have been driven from the Sauroporatra swamps north into the Morning Marshes, or even further afield. So, uh, expanding the city, um, and uh, thriving city. He's considered true neutral. Um, and, and one of the things that gets me about this, which is like, and did the cis do everything? Is a number of engineers from Hadrad and Vesh have visited the city to learn from Slytherin master builders, escorted by the vigils who are beginning to learn how to tell redeemed Slytherin apart from hostile Slytherin pack. Huh. Interesting. Well, spoiler, spoiler, spoilers right. for Vigilant. We, 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 we resolve this in the book. Because... Um, a, the book takes place in AV 148, two years before um, when you're supposed to be. Um, so, and one of the themes of the book is is the deal, idea of the vigilance trying to rationalize the enemy they've been fighting for like a hundred years, the Slytherin who are like horrible and they kidnap people and subject them to diseases and all sorts of horrible right. things, to these allies who are trying to build a community who are not horrible and evil, who are actually help will help them fight the kidnapping evil experimenters. And how do we work with them and how do we recognize them as people and not as monsters? And that's like that's like in that like dichotomy of, of the the vigilance having to shift their viewpoint. And and I I've I've joked before about how Vesh, who's the most egalitarian nation in Galspad, are also a bunch of racists. Um, <laughs> and, and this is like a piece of that. And, and I love that idea of these egalitarian dem, you know, democracy and, and, and all of this stuff um, who are like, yes, equal all these other things, except unless you're an orc. But, but who are now over the last five years or so are starting to have to face the fact that they're a bunch of racists right. and being like maybe we shouldn't be like that and and actually change starting to change their own inner culture by saying okay we'll allow orcs to be vigilant and maybe by av 150 151 they'll start allowing southern to be vigilant and and really stop being racist dicks and actually you know welcoming um and accepting that like 
humans can be monsters too. Right. You know, like, like, well, rat people eat people. Well, you think there's no human cannibals on Scarf? Because <laughs> right. I guarantee there are. <laughs> like, like, no, no, it doesn't mean your race doesn't mean you're good or bad. Right. Um, you're right. In Scarn, it's like, no, you're, you're just how, how far removed are you from your Titan progenitors really right. is all the difference is, you know, and you look at the, the divine, truly divine races like the Manticora and you're like, yeah, but they were made by Vangle, you know, <laughs> <It's> <laughs> are true. they good or bad? <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah. So in any case, move, speaking of cannibals, uh, I'm going to move on to the next brood, which are the Brown Gorgers. That was a good segue. That right? was unintentional. <laughs> the brown gorgers um, were created by the by the Titan Gorak, Gorak, uh, the Titan of Gluttony, the guy, the big bulbous Titan who had his teeth ripped out by Denim. Um, um, it's interesting because um, Gorak was entombed. Well, it's not clear where he was entombed. Um, there's rumors that he was entombed in the Glutinous Caves because. Gluttonous caves. Gluttonous caves would be Gl different. Gluttonous, yeah. Gluttonous, gluten is like it's so stuffed with bread and. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Gluttonous. <laughs> Love that idea, though. I want to see caves stuffed with bread. Okay, no, bread and pasta. Ah, uh, no, the gluttonous caves. So you'd think that just feels like where Gorak should be, but there's no clear, ev clear evidence one way or another. That's actually right. what he is. But um, a lot of it, I think it's, it's because when Deneb ripped his teeth out and kind of hucked them all over the place and created the perforated planes and fangs fall and basically teeth fell and the uh, devouring reef also created from his teeth. So there's like teeth everywhere. So it is highly likely that the brown gorgers were the result of them nomin on teeth, but other theory, ground gorgers are mostly found in the blood steps. No teeth fell in the blood steps. So what the heck is this about? <laughs> and but also a lot of Gorak worshippers in the blood steps. So my my thought is this. Maybe this is one of the Slytherin broods that was actually made intentionally by Titan. Not because they nommed on his teeth or other bits, but because he was like, I'm gonna take some rats and I'm gonna make them my my servants um, because it's convenient. And they actually may be one of the older Slytherin broods, not the right. diseased. <laughs> um, and I think this this maps. I mean, and this is again theory of mine, but because they're mostly found in the blood steps, not where the teeth are, and it just you know kind of fits. And and a lot of his other creations are in the region of the blood steps. So maybe they went there because they knew other worshippers of Gorak were there. Could be. Um, so that could be it as well, but. Because um, it's the Vengarak, um, we talked about last week, and some of the other things. But there's also a lot of Gorak worshippers in the Plains of Plains of Leeds, so it's like, where? I don't know, maybe just the Blood Steps is a convenient, horrible place to be. <laughs> no one wants to live there, so a bunch of Slytherin like, we're going to live there. And, right. I don't know. But they are found in there more than pretty much anywhere else. They, they're also found in the, in the Morning Marshes, again. But they it's clear they weren't origin there, clearly traveled there. So, I don't know. But maybe that's the case. Um, so they're they're kind of thing, and I didn't, I didn't. They're not like the 
black pelt where I OP'd them. Um, took a couple, took less powers away, but gave them poison resistance because they can eat anything. <laughs> and also gave them the ability to find food anywhere <laughs> and getting sustenance from things that would not normally be food right. for other races because they like to eat. Um, so advantage on wisdom survival checks to find food in any environment. Um, and be able to pretty much eat things that other people would find distasteful or would make them ill. Um, they can survive anywhere. Um, so I didn't, you know, they've got, and that, that kind of maps with the 3X. Um, their whole thing is they're always ravenously hungry and are really big into just, just attacking everything and just eating everything. They're not very super organized because of that. Um, and they're much more feral. Um, and you're most like certainly going to find more brown gorders that are more bad just because of, I'd say evil, because of this instinctiveness. Um, you, a brown gorger who's redeemed um, would have to basically overcome that constant internal hunger. Right. And so to play one, that's that would be a really interesting yeah. dichotomy is to be like, all right, I'm, say, a follower of Tannel, or, you know, she's a hunter and I'm a brown gorger, some sort of hunter, but... I need to fight against my inner nature of eating everything right. to, you know, not be horrible and eat my friends, you know? <laughs> so, so that could be a really interesting thing to play. Um, and you could liken and, it very much yeah. to playing a character with an addiction. Like you could, it could be a, yeah. a human that is addicted to something um, to the point that they will harm someone else to get that thing. Yeah. And so now they are trying to get over it, but like, Addiction doesn't go away just because you gain control over it for a little while. Like, people in Alcoholics Anonymous are like, I am still an alcoholic, you know what I mean? And this yeah, person yeah. would be like, I am still technically... A glutton. A glutton, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but I'll try but, not to eat you in your sleep. But, but, but you know, they also say addiction is easier to get over if you have a strong community mm, and mm -hmm, a lot of mm -hmm. support from your friends and your, your, your family and, or found family even. And so I could easily imagine a brown gorger PC who's a Slytherin PC descended from brown or whatever, um, who's allied themselves with other PCs to be like, help me with my addictive nature. Right. And so I don't like, you know, and so, or maybe I eat a lot, but I eat like healthier, not healthier. It's like <laughs> more acceptable. Things. There you go. Right. <laughs> I'll eat this cow I'm, rather I'm than this sentient being. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, I also gave them, I also just naturally made them a little heftier and bigger than your average Slytherin because they tend to be heftier. And I think they may, would make excellent fighters or maybe even barbarians because um, they got that kind of, like, I, I, just the extra musclier edge and, and the ability to actually, um, and Slytherin, um, the default race in the SLPG, it's con increases by two and uh, dex or wisdom, I think it's wisdom, increased by one. I said strength because I think the brown gorders would be um, beefy, and I and I upped their damage on their bite attack because that makes sense. That's <laughs> <laughs> it's like, of course, their damage on their bite attack would be stronger. They eat things, <laughs> so um, so that's kind of what I did with them. And I think I'm not trying to remember were they one of the because they're one of the there were four in the back of the creature collection, um, and I'm trying to remember if the brown gorders were one of them. I can't remember. Diseased, Dunewalker, Foamer, Red Witch. No, they were not one of them. Good. So I feel bad because there were four that I was like trying to stick to the rules. Yeah. Um, 
because there's actually examples. Um, so that's the brown gorgers. Um, yeah, and Aikid has a major beef with them, and this is why he really hates Slytherin, because brown gorgers ate his dad. <laughs> or so he believes. Right. <laughs> so he believes. <laughs> so he really hates Slytherin, because, you know, he ate his dad, and that's kind of awful. Um, and, and, and it was kind of interesting, because he, he lives in... He lives on the border of the Blood Steps, and I was like, look, doing the research, and I was like, oh, there's brown gorgers who live in the Blood Steps, so you know, there's that. Yeah. Um, so it kind of worked. Okay, moving on to the next one alphabetically, um, we're gonna go to the Doomwalkers. Um, so they are the progenitor. Their progenitor is Thulkas, um, the Iron Lord, the Titan of Fire, and volcanoes and you know if you want to go to an elemental titan it's this guy um and they're they were called the daywalkers in the original lore and they're since they're one of the four in here actually named as the dune walkers um i think i know why they named them they changed the name um because it by calling them daywalkers implies that um none of the other races could actually walk in the day <laughs> right <laughs> which we don't we could, but they're but Slytherin are vampires. Right. <laughs> they can totally walk. They have, they have, they have dark. Most of the races have dark vision, or most of the broods have dark vision, but they don't have um, any kind of aversion to light. It's not like they'll drow where they're like, oh, I get right. dazzled when I'm in bright light. They don't have that. So I think that's probably why they changed the name. So like, because Daywalkers implied something that, you know, that they didn't want. So they called right. them Dune Walkers, which is fine. Um, I think. Uh, so I, I put a note, sometimes called Daywalkers by other Slytherin for their weak night vision. <laughs> nice. They suck. They're not as good as that. Um, so so I did take away their dark vision. Um, which um, you could argue against, because I think they... Do they have dark vision? So I might change that back. Um, you could do they the, do have dark vision in this. You could do um, the, uh, the reduced dark vision like orcs have, where it's only 30 feet instead of 60. Um, they're they're described on page two hundred nine and on in the SLPG as yeah. having dark vision. So I'm like, but it was a kind of a way of nerfing them. So I'm 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 dithering on that. Yeah. But it doesn't make sense for them to have dark vision because like the reason everyone else had dark vision was because they travel about underground and the Dune Walkers clearly don't. Right. <laughs> so why would they have dark vision? It just didn't make sense to me. I don't know. Um. They're mostly known for dwelling in deserts, which Thulkas was also known for. And you find them mostly in the Crudan Desert, not in the Morning Marshes. Not to say there aren't any, but they're really not known for being in the Morning Marshes. And most of the Morning Marshes, Slytherin would be like, your weirdo. Because <laughs> they would be really weird for them. Um, and I took I took some of the abilities from the Ironbred, because um, it kind of made sense, because yeah. they're also created by Thulkas. These are created by Thulkas. So I gave them the Fireborn ability, which basically um, they have a higher tolerance to heat. Um, they don't they don't have advantage on saves versus heat um, and saves versus fire damage. Um, and they also have, and straight out of this book, um, they have this, uh, did, was it in here? A spirited charge ability where they can like leap at you at the first round of combat. Um, and have proficiency with spears so they can like poke it with spears because it's kind of their thing. Um, so they're not super special beyond like 
you're going to play a desert dwelling, yeah. if you're doing a desert dwelling campaign, you want to play a Slytherin, this is, this is an interesting alternative. Um, you know, you sacrifice somebody like make friends with dire rats for resistant to fire. Right. <laughs> so might, it might be a good, might be a good swap for you. Um, uh, uh, if you want to play a Slytherin. So yeah, it's, it's like give folk also brood, you know? So there, I don't think they're super interesting, but. Next one. This is one of my favorites. Um, I guess one of my favorites. I have too many favorites. <laughs> I guess Jay Walkers was like my not favorite. Yeah, but this one, these ones I liked using. They're called the Foamers. F-O-A-M-E-R-S. M-E-R-S. Foamers. Um, which is, um, they're the spawn of Kadum. Kadum. Um, the bleeding one, the mountain shaker. Did he make them deliberately? No. Pretty, pretty sure that's a no. Um, because they are clearly ocean oriented and he wasn't into making water things until after he was thrown into the ocean so i think it's pretty clear that these are rats that nommed on his blood in the blood sea and turned into the slytherin um found pretty much on the east coast of galspad um there's there in the morning marshes they're also kind of found in kind of just general area but also in more in ocean areas like you'd find foamers in say um, the uh, islands, the the Arpelago in the middle of the Blood Sea, and you could even find these guys potentially in Termana, because they would travel. Because, um, you know, you talk about rats on boats, these are the rats on right. the boats. <laughs> that's, that's the first thing <laughs> my head beast. went to when I was thinking about it. It was yeah. just like, these are very potentially those rats that were on pirate ships or boats that were in the sea during like once the Bingo. right and yeah one day the crew woke up and they're like where's so-and-so and they went downstairs <laughs> and there was a freaking foamer there eating or <laughs> more likely this rat just started climbing the rigging and started pulling the sails right. and going i will help you right. <laughs> <laughs> i think that's as likely as being like if you let me stay on your ship, I will help you run the ship right. and teach me how, you know. And I can picture these foamers being like, I want to be a sailor because they're known for this. And, right. and you can actually find ships that are completely crewed by foamer Slytherin. So if you're going to be a sailor Slytherin, you're going to be a foamer. Um, so, and I, I actually debate, should I give them just automatically proficiency boats? <laughs> um, I, I didn't, but I, that's certainly a consideration. Um, I'm writing that down as a note to myself yeah. to add that later. They really should have I that. Would. I would do I it. Think <laughs> they really should. Like, like you get, you get a choice. You can have tool use ships. <laughs> it just makes um, foamers are neat though because they're bigger than any other Slytherin. Yeah. So all the Slytherin, the, the base default of Slytherin, they're described as like around five feet tall, but only if they, they, they always hunched over because they're like rats, you know, they don't right. stand up straight. So presumably when they stand up straight, they're probably like more like maybe five and a half feet tall. Um, foamers are like seven feet fucking tall. <laughs> These things are monstrous. They're barely within the realm of medium. Um, and so they're way, way bigger than, than, than your average rat folk. Um, and so I, I was just like, they get a plus to strength. They just get yeah, a plus to strength. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and these are these are sailors, but these are all, I think they're also make good barbarians. Um, I up their I up their bite because 
the kid they're huge right and i gave them the um the blood frenzy because mm-hmm. they and they pretty much have it so they they're actually in here and so they've got uh what do they have the blood frenzy in here they don't have the blood frenzy in here do they um but i think they would have that and and i gave them um they have the greater stamina too so that basically means you can pick athletics as a um as a skill which you know sailors athletics <laughs> climbing totally <laughs> yeah so i think you know and i took away some of the you know you don't make friends with dire rats and that kind of stuff um but i think that's a good balance um because you know they're a little you know you already got the extra strength so yeah they're a little a little overpowered um for that but i think you know you want to play slither on the water this is your beast yeah <laughs> and they're and um interesting thing about the foamers that i think is really wild um and we, we get in this a little bit in the book um so in the description of the morning marshes do you have the map of the morning marshes i do um there's this place in the morning mar- com- coming from out of the um the warrens of the ratman book where they have this there's this location called um the the fleet the marsh fleet or the um uh the ships, I think it's also called. Um, On the map, it's basically ships. Yeah. Ships. Yeah. We we I think we renamed it the Marsh Fleet and uh, and Vigilant just because of the, it was too ambiguous with what we, what we meant by that. Um, but you know it's kind of located and, and this doesn't really help you much. But kind of the sort of northwest edge of Morning Marshes. And basically, there's this bunch of boats in the middle of the marsh and this is hundreds of miles from the blood sea so it's not like you know how did they get here like okay maybe it was Cadam's deluge right move them but really that far that seems too much and also more keeps showing up <laughs> so and there isn't more deluges there isn't more tidal waves so what the heck um theory probably some kind of portal yeah. or devil's triangle kind of thing somewhere in the blood sea and they just dropped from the sky um i guess <laughs> i don't know <laughs> who knows it's magic uh a wizard did it um so but there's this fleet of boats in the middle of the swamp and just there and the foamers live a bunch of foamers just basically moved in like you know so the foamers who aren't out on ships in the yeah. sea or uh, literally on the coast there's this like small community of them living these ships in the middle of a swamp and the ships are just rotting there in the swamp and it's just horrible and awesome um and that's one of eakate's first encounters with a slytherin nice. is facing one of the foamers and and being kind of horrified because it was seven fucking feet tall <laughs> it's like oh dear oh dear oh, dear. So, <laughs> it's kind of it's cool and, and uh, i absolutely love it and just another one of those weird wacky mysteries um, this guard lands that I just think is cool, and it's right. like you could have that. It's like I want to move my and my campaign has been out in the blood sea for a while. I'm going to move them to land. Oop! They fell through a portal, and now they're in the middle of the morning marshes. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> you could do that. <laughs> it would be cool. I love it. Absolutely love it. Um, so farmers make great threats of like just having a slytherin who's just terrifying. <laughs> Moving on, my next my next brood going alphabetically it's the forge crawlers i like this one because they're insane um <laughs> <laughs> not necessarily insane but they, they kind of they're over the top 
Um, these are the spawn of Galthaga the Shaper. Um, were they created by Galthaga's viscera, or were they intentional? Either or, maps, Galthaga made plenty of servitile races. Um, so, yeah, or they could have just been rats hanging around his, his forge, and they got, I don't know, exposed to barks from his forge, or who knows what, and turned into sentient rat people. Yeah. Who knows? Um, uh, either way, they're they kind of got the vibe down of Galthaga's making crazy shit <laughs> thing going here. And they're really into it. Um, they're actually a, a kind of a split fractured brood um, and have like two sub broods. Um, for the most part, they're they're pretty much the same. Um, uh, what kind of base they're in? But uh, they're two kind of communities, what are called the, the apothecaries dropping the A of apothecary, just apothecaries. Right. And the mechanicians, which sounds like sort of mechanic magician. Right. Sounds <laughs> <Those are> weird. <laughs> and and um, their whole, both both sects, Rays on Detra is making a cool thing. So just like Golthaga was all about making, crafting things, and these, this Slytherin brood is all about just making stuff. So, I mean, I looked at it now and if you're ever gonna play um, a uh, what are they called? Arcanist. Um, this is this is the brood, you know. Um, artificer. That's artificer. artificer. Thank you. I'm like artificer. I can't think of the word. Artificer. Yeah. If you're gonna if you're gonna play an artificer, I don't know that's I know it's not standard class. You gotta like dig into some of the other expanded D and D stuff. But this would be. The, the race right. <laughs> because they like this is their thing and and i would definitely think that it would be that kind of thing so i gave them the option that you can either add plus two to end or plus two to wisdom if you're going to play one of these guys because um and depending which which side you go and and whatnot if, if you want to it makes more sense to do wisdom or in but um the apothecaries are all about making liquid substances potions um, poultices, uh, there's actually a nice alliteration here. I'll read it. Poultices, post. Can't say it. Poisons, poultices, and potions. <laughs> Thank you, Scarlands, for right. giving us more opportunities for alliteration. <laughs> so they're, they're, and, and, and their whole thing is creating this, like, um, they're as alchemists and creating this like ultimate um signature brew so it, each each one as they advance in their career as an alchemist or potion maker whatever they're doing is they want to make something unique that's some kind of brew or potion that is that they put their you know kind of label on so a higher level um apothecary forge crawler would would be all about that um and forge crawlers or the apothecaries in particular are sources of you want to buy a poison you're an assassin in scarred lands and you want to buy a, the best poison ever find these guys right. <laughs> go to the morning marshes find one of their warrens and buy it because nobody on scarn certainly nobody in gelsbad is going to make a better poison than these guys because <laughs> that's kind of their thing um and there's actually the uh, warrens of the ratman have several crazy poisons listed um and including some that are absolutely, truly, truly horrific. Um, and uh, there's a whole plot around that <laughs> in Vigilant of nice. horrific, horrific poisons. 
because of these guys. Because um, there's lots of nasty things in the marshes that you can make poisons out of. That makes you know, sense. You think about it, you know, both the blood of Cadam, but also just, you know, you mix the blood of Cadam with the viscera of Churn. Yeah! <laughs> 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 Something horrible would happen. And so and these guys are experimenting with it and kind of yeah. creating their thing. So that's the apothecaries. And then the other half is the mechanicians. Um, and their thing is machines, gadgets, and golems. So they're all about making just weird constructs. Um, and their kind of goal is their magnum opus. Some kind of construction that's uniquely theirs and cool and interesting. Um, and it's, it's, I think they're, they're pretty cool. Um, but uh, the description in the book, and I love this, is there's like, you can always tell it's a forge crawler construction because there will be absolutely no aesthetic principle or concept behind it whatsoever. <laughs> like, they're about function and ability, not about aesthetics <laughs> or beauty. They're just like, like, we took this cobbled together gear and tube and grew and kind of meshed it together and made right. this golem. So attractive they are not. But it works. <laughs> <laughs> but it works, but it works really well. And that's their kind of thing. Um, so and so I gave uh, the apothecaries, I gave poison resistance and um, proficient in alchemical tools. And the mechanicians, I gave them proficiency in artisan tools as well as um, this weird ability that was described, um, which was called Discern Weakness. Kind of like the old 3x assassin ability, yeah. where if you spend three rounds looking at somebody, you can you get an automatic assassin attack thing that does extra damage. Um, I looked at it as you spend three full rounds examining specifically a golem or construct or um, some kind of device, you know, something in that category. Um, they spend full three full rounds or more studying it. They can find a weak spot, which gives them advantage um, when they attack it for the rest of that like combat. And they can also spend an action to describe where that weak spot is to their allies, who would also get advantage um, nice. if they can hear them. So think about it as like, hit it in the little gear in its butt. Right. <laughs> and everybody's like, right, get it in the gear in the butt. You know, and, and, and everybody piles on whatever that is. Um, because they're just so good at figuring out how constructs work. So not a really amazing ability, but so I think it's pretty nerfed. Um, but you know, it's kind of cute. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Um, so I, I don't find these guys really, you know, particularly overpowered, but interesting, as I said, and if you're going to play an artificer plot wise, it's totally there. <laughs> and, or an assassin, like I make my own poisons. Um, they're found in, they have uh, like a pretty large community in the southern end of the Morning Marshes. So um, if you could pass the diseased warrens and all of that stuff. And I totally picture these guys in the walled warrens because even, so you picture the difference between a redeemed and an unredeemed forge crawler, that the unredeemed are doing it for the glory of Golthaga and the redeemed are doing it for the glory of themselves. <laughs> you know, I think it's that simple to play a redeemed forge crawler would not be much of a difference really <laughs> so and i could totally see them in the walled warren going let's make a new thing and and helping construct it and helping stabilize it because they're all about crafting and right and you know i make a picture walled warren having like this force of golems defending the walls or something like that um 
so I think I think they're culturally neat. You know, maybe not overpowered to play, but but certainly culturally neat. Um, moving on, um, probably the most after the disease, I'd say this is the most well-known brood. Um, it's the Red Witches. This is the brood of Mormo. This is the uh, mother of snakes. Um, and uh, they pretty sure they were created by her. You know, they don't feel... I mean, again, there's plenty of Forbissa around for them to have nommed on, but um, they, their dust only feels like an intent because the Red Witches are... in for the most part, really loyal um, and really crazy. <laughs> um, their, their stick really is like, like the black pelts are sorcery, the red witches are to wizardry. Um, they're natural wizards. I gave them all a wizard cantrip by default, although it has to be from either the illusion or necromancy schools. Nice. Because they do stipulate that, that they're either illusionists or necromancers. Um, kind of like the way um, uh, arcane tricksters have to be illusion or enchantment. So just necromancy instead. Um, and they're big on necromancy. They tend to, like, if you're going to find a, a Slytherin with, like, an undead army behind them or, you know, a couple skeletons carrying their pack, right. it's going to be a red witch. <laughs> um, uh, you know, beyond that, you know, that's pretty much it. I think they'd probably live longer, too. Because um, they say Slytherin only lived about 60. And I on red witches, there's just something about them, I think, that would give them reason they'd they just would live if they survive because <laughs> they've got a tenacity about them that most of the other broods lack and 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 also there's a red witch described in um in the text and while she they talk about her daughters so she's not like a grandmother or anything um she's she's very hale and hearty and her daughters are adult so i can't imagine she would be at the end of her life at 60. Um, and that's, and so I was just like, I, Red Witch has got to live longer than 60. This is, they're just too badass. <laughs> so it's like, I bumped up their, their older ages. Um, and, uh, she's pretty fun. And serves kind of a critical plot in, uh, Serpent and Fora too, because the whole thing about Serpent and Fora is bringing back, um, Mormo. And the Red Witches are definitely involved in that. Right. So, um, they're mostly found in, the Hornsaw Forest, no surprise, <laughs> and the Morning what Marshes. More pleasant definitely... areas. Yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. much. And presumably, it presumably travel across the blood steps between them. But you'll find warrens of them both in the Morning Marshes and in the Hornsaw. Um, and um, the Devout obviously are really, really big into bringing back Mormo. And I would say Mormo has more followers into bringing her back than just about any other Titan. Um, but also more followers who are into not bringing her back but gaining power from her abilities without bringing her back than just about any titan so so you've got a, definitely a conflict between mormites where it's like they all get power from her but like half of them are like no and half of them are like yes and so um but the red wishes are definitely amongst the group of we want to bring her back um and um i think playing a redeemed one and just be like i've turned my back on mormo and now i'm about something else and it would it, there would be i think an easy switch to go from Mormo to Bellsmith. <laughs> that <laughs> just seems like an easy, an easy shift. Uh oh, have I crashed? Oh no. Ah. I can hear you. You're just not moving. You can hear me. I'm just. You're not moving either. Okay, that that's a bad sign. So, we may have to re reconnect. 
Uh, it always seems to happen around this point. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and Just drop out and come back, and we'll see if that fixes it. This is it. Yeah, okay. You can't even... Oh, no. Discord's completely hung. Wait. Wait. No. We're oh, spinning. Oh, oh. We're spinning. Moving again. You're moving again. Working on my end. Just... Oh, the internet. I don't need my picture, right? If you can hear my voice. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Uh, we'll uh, keep going, and oh, when you pop on, back up, on, that's, that's... okay. Stalkers, are we? Are we on? Oh, if you moved on to stalkers, oh, oh red witches. Oh, one other thing about red witch before we move on, they're shorter than most other Slytherin, um, which are already pretty short, um, and they red wear red cloaks a lot. <laughs> uh, I guess that's it. Okay, stalkers. Um, I love the confusion around stalkers. Um, stalkers are the brood um, that came from Prynrook, uh Titan of the Hunt. Um, they're one of the smaller broods. I wouldn't necessarily the smallest, but certainly one of the smaller ones. Um, and I make the case that most of them are probably redeemed. Because there is strong, because, well, the 3X books didn't have the concept of redeemed. and But they did describe that it was very rare to find a stalker who was actually revering and adamant about Rinrook. Most of them don't give a shit about Rinrook. And just a handful, there's probably a small handful that are like, we want to bring Rinrook back, and most of the rest of them are like, you're nuts. <laughs> no. So I think it's a good case that these are probably rats that found bits of Rinrook in, like, um, wherever Rinrook bits are, preferred planes, I think, and nommed on them, and became sentient rat people, rat folk. No, not, not the preferred planes. Where do, wherever the heck Rinrook fell? Stricken Forest? I don't know. I don't remember where Renwick fell anywhere. <laughs> Somewhere around there. Um, no, not the Stricken Forest. That wasn't it. Bleak Savannah? Scrub Woods? Foul Forest? I don't know. One of those horrible <laughs> places. <laughs> I think it's in Central Gelsbad somewhere. But in any case, Stalkers, um, I think, are mostly probably redeemed. Um, and um, minus a small handful. Um, they. Uh, very roguey, um, and they're described as uh, a lot of them are assassins. So I can totally picture some, can picture maybe even are making some stalkers who are big into the whole Bellsmith thing. Um, mostly they're pretty much like your standard Slytherin as for the book. Um, the only addition really is they have a uh, poison ability, but not an ability to create poisons and sort of like um, as a tool use. Um, you know, uh, trained in the use of poisons and poison their weapons, um, which again goes back to assassin, um, and have a kind of an expanded weapon list that the base Slytherin has. Otherwise, they're pretty much just like your standard Slytherin in the SLBG. Um, I find them interesting specifically because of the term stalker. So, and this is confusion for me. <laughs> I don't know. It's big, big reveal. We're not done writing it, but the book, the title of book two in um, Through Shadows and Dreams is Stalker. No relation. Eokade, <laughs> 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 um, uh, as described, is an, is a vigil stalker. That's that's his kind of prestige class for all the three X Pathfinder rules. Um, for as a vigilant, and um, as he grows in his path, um, it, more of it is kind of that 
those things specifically that urban stalker vigilant stalkers do um there's there's a urban stalker um actual prestige thing in the five x rules um and so there's a this is a specific branch of the Veshin vigil called stalkers <laughs> and i'm like so there's a stalker vigilant thing and there's a slytherin brood with the same like name right this is coincidence i mean the vigilants really against the slytherin typically targeted them as favored enemies and yet there's a brood with the same name <laughs> and i'm like this isn't confusing right but um Scarredlands, um, as we call in programming language, overloading classes. <laughs> that sorry, that's probably a really confusing term. Um, to, to overloaded term classes, but Scarredlands taking a term and using it for multiple unrelated things yeah. happens a lot. Happens just a lot. So um, conflict, different people writing at the same time and not talking enough or having a bible. I don't know. Too many books came out too fast. Um, not complaining. I am complaining, but I'm not meaning to complain. <laughs> so, but I like, I kind of like that, that dichotomy and that, that argument is, is like, okay, is, could a Slytherin stalker be a vigil stalker? <laughs> right. One day. I don't know. Maybe one day if the vigil ever gets off their racist right. butts and decide that it's okay. Um, so I just, but I think it's, it's, I think it's neat. Um, yeah. and, and I, I like I like the uh, I like the stalkers. They're they're kind of like I, to me they feel more interesting to play if you're going to play a Slytherin to play one from this brood because as I said they're not really you're not going to find any unredeemed or very many. You know, there's probably like a small handful of like a dozen of them out there looking for Hrinrook's bits. <laughs> it's like where's his head? I don't know, but but like. Like, and oh, and they're also found mostly in urban environments, not in uh, wilderness. Gotcha. So that's that's another kind of interesting thing about them is you go to a. a... Uh oh. Now we've lost your audio. And she's gone. Let's see if I'm still streaming. Do do do. Yeah. Discord. If you can hear me, hang up completely and come back. That's what I'm doing. Okay. Come back. Yay! Welcome back. Can you hear me? All right. Sorry about that. I don't know why. Technology. Yay! That or one of my housemates is playing game i know <laughs> they're probably not even awake yet <laughs> <laughs> i was playing final fantasy on the internet um no it, it's i think it's just like you know, the neighborhood is yeah. like suddenly getting on the internet at this totally time i totally understand yeah yeah so it's like our, our bandwidth just goes eh. okay so stalkers interesting moving on um now we get into the weird ones and and i, I joked like these last three or four, four yeah or are are the fucking weird brutes <laughs> and, and not not it's like how this happened alphabetically but these are the fuck this is this is the land of i had to stretch the kind of concept of playing one of these because all of them none of these were playable right well 
they right. in the three X they had about half of them where we could we could come up with a template to make them playable. Yeah. Um, they did really try to make them playable, but like these four weren't playable. They were like, no, yeah. <laughs> they're too weird. <laughs> they're too weird. And so I was like, no, no, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. So I was like, I was like, okay, how do? And I probably spent the most time on these four because they're just that weird. Um, so starting with Storm Chasers, which are nuts. Um, this is Athena's spawn, Dame of Storms. Um, and these are, I would unarguably say, are the most fanatical of the unredeemed Slytherin Brutes. <laughs> They're effing nuts. So I actually had to split them. Um, I have redeemed and unredeemed. And unredeemed have more abilities than redeemed. And this is my reasoning this because they are incredibly overpowered um as described in the 3x books and uh, but but the powers are just too cool not to have so i was like okay fine if you are a fanatical follower of lethina you can have this ability <laughs> but you can but you are broken <laughs> um, so, um, and and you're not a pc really you can't really be a pc if you're that so the the uh Unre the, the redeemed, those who have turned their back on Lithina and have moved on and said Inkeely is the bomb or something like okay. that, um, <laughs> still get a couple of Lithina's like genetically things. And and oh, and also, um, again, this is probably something she made because there really wasn't any viscera to fear them to not on, unless it was like it was a windy day and it rained right. on us and we turned into sentient rat people. I don't know. <laughs> that would but anyway, so the abilities I give them are um, immune to lightning damage, which is really powerful yeah, for yeah. a playable race. Not resistance, immune, um, because honestly, they have to be. And um, and they have an extra ability to channel lightning and add lightning damage to an unarmed attack. Not mm. an armed attack, but an unarmed attack. Yeah. So because like Lethina, redeemed or not, still runs through them, and like they are eternally charged with lightning um so they can add 1d4 lightning damage to a single unarmed attack per round uh no did i give it uh recharge rechargeable so they can only gotcha. do it once after a even rest. without so the recharge like it, it it doesn't overpower things like you know bite attacks or anything like that because essentially yeah. you're not you're not doing um you're not giving them like extra bludgeoning and the lightning so they're just doing their one point plus their strength Plus lightning, so I mean. Plus lightning, yeah. So it's, it's not going to overpower a bite too much. Yeah, yeah, and it well, it's and they only get it on a on an unarmed attack. Yeah. So it's like, um, but I also added a little. So you get this one d four plus on once per short rest, um, and then I said, okay, let's make this more interesting. Let's make a monks because this is a good map. So right. I said, and in addition, you can spend a key point to do it again before that short rest. So if you want to blow your key points and adding up 1d4 damage right. to your attacks, blah. And then I also upped it to 1d6 when you hit level 5. Um, please tell me if this thing's overpowered because I would love feedback on the Storm Chasers because I was like, I may have made the mood too badass, I don't know. I have to think about that. I have, and I do have to think about this one because this is... I wrote this kind of quick and I was like... And I thought about it and I, I can't... I haven't decided on something better. Yeah. Playtesting, um, yay! This, this one definitely needs. This is one of the ones that definitely needs playtesting. Um, and then uh, unredeemed, I gave them two additional abilities because they're they're described in three five, and I wanted to really get this across. 
Um, I gave them the extreme devotion that um, cultists have, the cultist NPCs yeah. have. Basically, they get advantage on saves um, versus like being charmed or like going against their, you know, fanaticism. Or cult fanatics, I think that was from cult fanatics. And then there's this last thing that I'm still dithering over because <laughs> it's way too insane, um, which is the storm form ability, which oh, is described yeah. in three X. Um, that's just completely effed up, um, where they can temporarily manifest into a basically a mini lightning storm. Kind of like an elemental. And yeah. it lets them fly and do all this crazy stuff. So I was like, okay, this is really broken. Ooh, right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm thinking like, and I'd love, oh God, I'd love feedback on this one because this is like really messed up. Thinking like, okay, you gain a fly speed of 30 feet for one minute long rest um, and you cannot attack with weapons or cast spells while in this form because yeah. it's sort of like sort of like the misty thing form yeah. but you can still do an unarmed attack with lightning damage lightning, yeah. <laughs> so I like the idea like okay I'm going to be a storm chaser monk and I will just go crazy once a day and turn into this little mini storm right. and beat people up <laughs> with my key powers <laughs> And just, it's like, so this would be a really, really overpowered flying monk at first level. I'm like, eh, this is yeah, probably too much. Right. <laughs> so, like, only unredeemed can do this. Only unredeemed have the storm form because this comes from leafing. This comes from your devotion to leafing. Right. You focus enough, you gain it. I mean, an alternative could be like maybe you get this at a higher level, but I, I, I don't know how that works for fifth edition. So, this, so this one's still like, I'm still thinking about this yeah. one, so I'm definitely looking for feedback on this one, because they're kind of broken, <laughs> to say the least. Um, so yeah, anyway, they're primarily found, and they're not even described as like where they're found. Um, I look at it as primarily found wherever it's weathery, mm -hmm. wherever there's a lot of storms. So I can picture them on the Blood Sea, I can picture them in like um, the uh, Devil's March. You know, really stormy, crazy place. But definitely in the Blood Steps, you know, because Blood Steps says gets weather. So anywhere that gets weather, because they're literally like, you think of those tornado chasers, those crazy people who go right. and film tornadoes. They're like this, They except they don't take damage. I mean, maybe wind damage, but they don't take lightning damage. So you literally follow lightning storms around right. and revel in it. And that's their way of worshipping Lethina. Um, they don't necessarily have like a real thing about freeing her because I think they realize that they really don't have any way to yeah. free her because A, she doesn't seem to want to be freed and B, it would mean like going to Limbo and begging and Keely to let her out um, so <laughs> not likely um, but they definitely revel in their in their just worship of her and, and everything about that so like their entire being is their extreme devotion to her um, so I could picture Redeemed shifting their allegiance to Inkeely and still kind of doing the same shit but I would not let them have those two the fanatic power or the turn into weather right. <laughs> abilities that's just too much but and again iffy on that but I, but I think they're really cool um, if really just crazy <laughs> crazy rat people and, and kind of really honestly really good monsters more than playable yeah. Yeah. but um, next one, although, also, okay, this one was fun. 
<laughs> They're called the Stricken. Um, this is why I have not published the book yet. <laughs> I can't publish the book without this art. Um, <laughs> I just, I can't describe the Stricken without the art. I mean, yeah. I can. So I'm going to have to create, because I don't have access. You, I don't know if you have the Stricken um, actual character. But um, these are the spawn of Gormoth, the um, writhing one. And um, they are kind of the most horrific sliverin. They're one of those horrific things. I mean, if you want to think of truly abominations of Skarn, these these are these are it. <laughs> and they're and you can see what it's like. I can describe these to death, but until you see this art, you're like, oh, that's what they mean. Yeah. yeah. And um, I don't have the ability to publish this with most of the art. I can. There's like four or five pictures of Slytherin I can use, but I right. can't use these pieces that you're showing today, or most of these pieces, because they're not available in the Slytherin vault, and until right. they become available, I can't use them. So I either have to come up with original art, or reference it or something in some way. So, and I am struggling to figure out how to publish this without this glorious piece <laughs> right. to describe the story. <laughs> Um, it's the fishtail, really, that does I, it. I was for just me. about to. Well, so, so the fishtail, and then the fact that there's like a hand growing out of its leg holding its tail. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah. So, and and my first reaction was, why would anyone ever want to play one? Um, so th these clearly, I mean, I don't think Gormoth made them intentionally. I think they somehow got exposed. It's like you know when they got cut, cut Gormoth in two, maybe some bits fell and they right. nommed on it. Um, they are, they're not really loyal to Gormoth in a, in a way, they're just basically controlled by his horror. So, so in, in that his twistedness and, and his mutations, um, have really affected them and they are in constant pain and they are also constantly kind of pissed about it yeah. and, and enjoy making other things suffer. Um, so to play a PC stricken would be someone who was trying to overcome that, but still in constant agony. So right. it would be a rough, rough class or race to play. Um, it, you'd be really thinking out of the box here to play one of these guys. Um, I make the joke, stricken don't make for excellent anything, but they could conceivably be decent fighters, rogues, or monks, maybe. <laughs> um, and then I and then I tried to take their abilities and see how they looked in 5e rules, and now I want to play a stricken. Nice, nice. <laughs> I'm not kidding, because I was like, okay, these are kind of terrifyingly badass. Um, <laughs> they're horrible, as I said. But um, but when you look at what they can do, and this is based on the 3x rule set, mm -hmm. and I've kind of twisted this. So first off, obviously they grow extra bits. So and I and the way I interpreted this is each time they gain a hit die or a level they gain an extra body part. Gotcha. I've got a, I've got a random table of body parts. Yeah, that's <laughs> so awesome. Just roll on the table and it's like, you have another leg, you have another. And and I said that um, on any time you would gain a stat bonus, one of these body parts is conveniently located to be helpful to you. <laughs> so as opposed to a fishtail, which is kind of just the thing that doesn't really help you, right. you get like an extra tail tail that you'll help you balance or an extra leg or maybe an extra heart or an extra head that isn't just a growth but actually can do things right um and and so the idea is like every four levels or so one of these bits makes you more interesting um so and you get one at first level and then from there on um so uh, to get an extra arm 
Um, you could conceivably have another claw attack, um, or it could just be like, oh, here, hold this sort of. Um, uh, if you get an extra head, you could have a bite attack, or just you know, be eating with that head while talking with yours. You know, um, I, I made it a big stink though that um, your primary head is still what you perceive through. Right. So you don't really perceive things through the extra head, even though it can give you nourishment. You can command it. You and it has its own eyes. You don't really process that. Um, it's more like an extra being. So you can't. You don't get any of those advantages of that that an Eden would get from having multiple heads or, right. or a Hydra would get. You don't. Because that's just too powerful, and I was like, and, and there's really no reason to, because it's more of a mutant growth than an actual sentient right. head. <laughs> um, it's like it can it can bite things, you know, um, or you know maybe you could talk through it or something. I don't know. Um, and then an extra tail make you balance better, or an extra um, extra leg you could you could move faster. Um, and so I, I, I gave them that, and um, then. Uh, kind of a negative, negative positive flip, because they're in constant pain. They have disadvantage on all concentration checks, so it sucks to be a stricken caster. Yeah. But resistance to psychic damage, huh. because you're in pain all the time, so you're used to it. So right. if somebody actually tries dissonant whispers on you, you're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> You're Ooh, not tickles. telling me anything I don't already know. <laughs> <laughs> really? What? Right. I have extra bits. Like, really? I know I'm horrific. You can't mock me. Vicious mockery. Right. Totally resistant to vicious mockery. Just, no. <laughs> but then, the, finally, the piesta... The piesta crazy. <laughs> what their... What their shtick is. And this is described in 3X, and I was like, how do I 3-5 this? Or 5-E this? Um homunculuses homunculi so the stricken in 3x are described as having the ability to basically take one of these extra bits the extra leg the extra arm not not the functional one but one of the non-functional ones least useful one and spawn it off to create a little mini stricken homuncula like a little tiny version of itself that can go in and create mayhem um so and and it was really restricted rules and clearly it's meant that you're meant to fight these in battle and you just get overwhelmed by little tiny rats and right. you know basically like can make little rats at you. Well, I was like, well, think of, so if you think about it this way, it's like how are familiars frequently used? And these are kind of just familiars, right? So what would be nerf familiars, but you can make a shitload of them? So in the original book, it says okay, they have to be within twenty feet, um, and you can only make five. So I was like, okay, you can only make five, but I'm looking at it going, but these are, you know, CRX monster, and that's kind of maps their hit dice. So right. I said, okay, you know, as you as you level as a PC, if you're playing a PC string, oh. your Oculus ability should level. Oh. Odds or evens. <laughs> um, let's just pretend we rolled evens and go on. So so I said, okay, for every hit die you have, you can make a homunculi. Um, and it's a tiny version. It's tiny little minion of you with a strength of four. Otherwise, it has your stats. It has your skills. It has your knowledge. It can't talk, um, but you have a telepathic link to it. And it doesn't have any of your other class abilities. So no monk attacks, no sneak attacks, no spell casting, none of that. But it just, but it knows what you know. So if like you're, you have, 
plus three to nature, it, it can roll a nature check, for example, and then relay that information back to you. But it can only be 20 feet away, so it's not like you can use these as scouts. As soon as it's more than 20 feet away, it goes inert. And if it's away from you longer than an hour, it dissolves. Mm. Ooh, and you can't reabsorb it. Yeah. So you can read. So as a, I forget as a standard action or bonus action, you can spawn one of these as an action. A bonus action. You can spawn one as a bonus action, and you can reabsorb one as a bonus action. Um, and when you spawn one, you decide how many hit points it gets. And then your hit points drops right. by that. Your hit point maximum drops by that. And your hit point maximum doesn't go up again until either you've reabsorbed it or you've finished a long rest. Yeah. So this really balances that out. So as I make little homunculi, my hit points go down. Right. So And, and you can be like, it's two hit points. And I'm putting a whole hit die into it. Um, so two hit points and I'm keeping my remaining 16 or whatever. Um, and you can make like one per your hit dice. So it's level 10. You can have 10 of these little fuckers running around. <laughs> but they're all within 20 feet of you, so they're not going to go very far. But imagine playing like a monk or something and just fuck tons of these little guys are biting. Because while their strength is lower, their dex isn't. Right. It's like there's no reason to nerf their other stats because they're slow in hit points. So they just pick pile on whatever you're fighting. And that could be really terrifying at higher levels. Right. So first level, you're like, hold this. You know, for fifth level, you're like, <laughs> um, um, so they don't get they don't get the the multi attack thing of monks, but they still get a bite attack. Yeah. And if you made little tiny weapons for them, because <laughs> I also restrict it because they're naked. You know, they don't they don't they don't spawn with clothing or armor or anything. Right. So but if you made little tiny weapons, <laughs> you could arm them. <laughs> I like, like it. here's your sword. <laughs> um, although I just said no class proficiency, so. Yeah. You know, okay, you have a spear, simple weapon, whatever. Um, so that's kind of, and, and again, these these definitely need to be play tested. I I I don't know what's gonna happen with these guys, but but I I love the idea, and then this is called like all came from three X that these these stricken could, could generate these things. So truly horrifying um, brood <laughs> because Gormoth is. Is, is messed up. And this is what Gormoth's creatures would look like. Right. right. <laughs> okay, any any thoughts about the stricken? Like, and they really gotta be playtested. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> I, I would playtest the crap out of that. <laughs> I would, I would. I was like, I wanna play one now that I've created this, right? like, kind of... And I don't think they're, I don't think they're overpowered. Because at first, second level, it's not really much much more than... Right. In fact, they're not even as cool as a familiar, so... Um, yeah. And, and they make terrible spellcasters. I may have I may have nerfed them too much. <laughs> play testing for the win. <laughs> yeah, let's play test this. Okay, moving on. Um, uh, the unseeing. Uh, oh, I didn't say where the stricken were found. Um, I don't know if I know where the stricken were found. I don't think I'd figured that out yet. Um, so I need to do more research and figuring out where the stricken were found. Okay, so anyway, moving on to the unseeing. Unseeing are the spawn of Gulthane. Um the, the faceless one um and these are pretty much the slytherin that have been beaten the shit out of by the other slytherin um and probably more often than not the reason why the black pelts will never succeed in reef and unifying all of the slytherin brutes because nobody will unify with these guys not because they're not nice people because they're too nice because frankly i look at the unseeing and i go 
there are no unredeemed. There is no concept of redeeming because they weren't unredeemed in the first place. Yeah. They, they really, it, the concept of redeemed and unredeemed doesn't make any sense for the unseeing. Um, there's nothing to redeem them for. They never did anything bad. Um, Gulthane did not intentionally create, the, well, probably didn't intentionally create them, but they certainly have no desire to bring him back. He's dead. Um, and they may mourn him, but he's found peace. So they're like, that's good. You know, they have no desire to bring him back. And the whole thing around the Unseeing is extreme compassion. Um, and they're, in terms of like monks of, you know, and truly like, I guess stereotypic sense maybe, or like true like, like succeeding in ultimate just total calmness and peace amongst yourselves these are it these are kind of the ultimate in terms of anything that's just been like it's totally chill <laughs> totally like nice and kind and just almost too much in that regard um and incredible empathy um so there's nothing really villainous about these, this brute at all um uh, the one thing they do say is they do wage a secret war against their own uh, darker natures, of which they don't really seem to to have, but presumably they have it somewhere in there and they just try to overcome it. They're like, they're like Vulcans of, of Slytherin. <laughs> what's what's interesting about them is they are they are blind, truly blind in every sense. They literally have no eyes. Um, uh, so creepy, eyeless. Well, kind of creepy in, in so much as, as like just eyeless faces. Um, and uh, so that's just not fur covering their eyes. There is nothing there to cover. Um, and they have no concept of what vision is. So if you were to somehow magically give them the ability to see, they wouldn't understand. They wouldn't be able to translate or comprehend what it is they were experiencing. They, they wouldn't have words for it. They wouldn't have, they would just be confused. Um, so they are by default immune to all effects the blind people. Yeah. <laughs> Like, yes, but they don't have tremor sense. They don't have, like, those adjusted abilities that you normally get. But instead, they have empathic awareness. And this is really cool and crazy. Um, they have this ability that they can, de they can detect um, anything living or conscious um, within a certain radius of them um, naturally and use that to to maneuver um and they can they can detect emotion from them or just just the, the, that there is a consciousness there so and to things that have no consciousness they just see it as sort of a void um so that's how they like don't walk on the wall <laughs> like there's no Fair. consciousness there that must be an obstacle um and and it, it and other that various levels of consciousness is how that they they maneuver but they are definitely you know they would definitely want to run with a stick not to you know mix up the wall with empty space so they are really blind um, um but and they have and part of this ability is to they get advantage against things that are showing extreme emotion because they kind of get um the, the vulnerability there yeah that they can, it's like they can the, see it's in. like the target has been fairy fired because they're exactly that. exactly yeah. So, so say a barbarian was raging. Yeah. They, they strong emotion, and they would they would bead right into it. Like I know exactly where you are, and I can I can do what I need to do. Um, 
and obviously they make great monks. That's sort of their shtick in sort of the classic monk sense. Um, I would say that when they would go into combat, that it would be like to disable more than two kill. Yeah. Um, it would be rare for an unseeing to be. They're not. Don't. You're not a murder hobo. Yeah. If you're playing yeah. with guys, <laughs> definitely not. There's um, a, in in Scarred Lands the SLPG. There's a the Way of Mercy monk, which yeah. These guys just scream that like scream it's. It. Yeah. It's they're still a monk yeah. and they still do battle, but it's not like to go out and kick someone's ass. It's more um, defensive and protecting, and they don't tend to go out and kill the thing that they're attacking. That kind of concept. Yes. So if you want to play something really interesting, and I think this is the brood. Um, but now I gave them one other ability that came out of the 3X, which is Saintly Aegis, which was a tough one to translate and definitely needs some play testing because I'm not quite sure how it's going to work yet. Yeah. Um, but they have this ability to project this calm state. Um, it's kind of like Sanctuary spell, mm -hmm. um, where if you want to fight them, you have to make a will save. Mm -hmm. um, and if you fail, you literally can't combat them. But it's also almost like it's combining sanctuary with calm emotions yeah. because they can use it to cause pretty much everybody around them to just chill right. <laughs> like nope Here, so i was like this yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> everybody's like and i was totally seeing un unseeing slytherin like you know weed dealer right, right. <laughs> so so what i said was um if you use your action to calm yourself and do not take any aggressive actions, opponents within 10 feet must make a wisdom save um, against your, your save. If they fail, they cannot attack. If they make the save, they're at disadvantage to attack. Um, this is the last one minute or until you attack or cast a spell against an enemy. So, so is that, is there, do you have a clarification on that, whether it's um, to attack you or anyone in general? Any of your, anyone. Interesting. Yeah. So that's that. That's that's the sense. Is like they're not using it to defend themselves. They're yeah. using it to stop the fight. Yeah, that's awesome. Like, boom, stop the fight. Um, because that seems so not like sanctuary to say I am protected and I can run around and heal all my friends, but just we're not fighting today. Um, because I think that's more their thing than than sanctuary. Yeah. So I wanted. So so that's why this one again really needs playtesting because I'm worried it's a little too overpowered. But I I like it as a role playing. Yeah. I like it as as the anti-murder hobo totally party is you want to play a party that's more in a role playing less in combat this would be a really neat thing to play around with and to play around with this ability and that is how the ability pretty much how the ability worked in 3x was they were just like no fighting today um and and they were meant to be this like npc slytherin who kind of walked up and told everybody to chill and everybody's right. like why are we not you know and that and they, it was meant to be this like ah moment you know, right. it could be a good jam tool to be like the party got in over their heads i must save them i'm slytherin <laughs> sending in a monk <laughs> just stop the right. fight so no one dies you know could be totally a useless that but and you know who's run a combat they went to south and they needed a deus ex machina right. these would make a great great version of that but how would it be as a PC? So yeah. I think I think there's a lot of potential here, but how how well this plays out, I don't know. Yeah. Um, so cool, but yeah. And again, not none of them are unredeemed. <laughs> right. So so I think we could still follow follow Galthane and be a PC, you know. And 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 the only people who call them unredeemed or or whatever Titan Spawn would be. Um, people who are just racist. Right. Yeah, and 
don't let me forget to talk about what is a titan spawn at the end of this, because that's a problem <laughs> that I'm introducing with this concept. <laughs> final, final brood in my alphabet is the white wraiths. The origin of the white wraiths is unknown. Some suggest they were created by a twisted accident of a wizard experimenting on Slytherin, but the leaders of the White Wraiths insist that they were born of a titan, although they have no name for that creator beyond the great shaman. And what makes them so different? They're the spawn of, they're the spawn of Gulaben. Right. Um, like, visually, I don't, I don't want to open. Visually, the, I don't want to open the art until yeah. you say it. <laughs> Well, I I, I I like that that reading because yeah. Gulaben, the erased Titan, yeah. so and they are they're definitely her spawn. Um, whether she made them legit, legit, legit she made them intentionally, intentionally or yeah. not, probably again because wind. How does <laughs> how does that work? But um, um, and they are the most disturbing. I mean, you thought the stricken were bad, right. and you're like, oh, the stricken, most disturbing thing. This is this is a crapshoot. What's more disturbing, the stricken yeah. or the white race? <laughs> I would argue the white race, <laughs> but yeah, I guess it depends on how you describe your stricken. Um, they're certainly up there. Um, they look like animated skeletons. Yeah, they look like animated skeletons. They are not animated skeletons. Um, they, all of their tissue, skin, muscle, nerves, organs, everything that's not bone is transparent. Yeah. Which is just terrific. So, I mean, it's there. It just... It's there. No one can see it. You can see through it. So you can see through it right to their skeletons. Which makes me think of... So when a white wraith eats... Okay, the skeleton will hide some of right. that. But as, like, they swallow, are you seeing the food slowly evaporate as it is digested and becoming right. them? <laughs> I would go with yes. Uh, <laughs> this is why I think they're more horrific than right. the stricken still balance which is worse but they just just no one wants awful. to go have a meal with them whatsoever no no or, or if they if they do have the meal with more clothes right you know <laughs> but this is their their shtick is when they go into battle they go into battle almost naked yeah because they know it freaks out their opponent <laughs> so they are known for not wearing armor in battle so again great barbarians right. um or something like that that, that isn't that, that doesn't need to wear armor to fight um or, or wizards or warlocks um, who could go in and, and they don't wear armor, they could use mage, mage armor or whatever. Um, so, and they could just go in and do their thing and come in naked and just be like, just totally horrifying. I would say that when they're kind of walking about, they would be heavily clothed, disguised there so they don't stand out in a crowd. Um, certainly if, you, if you're playing a redeemed white wraith, and I think redeemed white wraith would be incredibly rare. Yeah. Um, incredibly rare because everybody's like it's a it's a lich Slytherin. right um and no i'm just weird <laughs> how do tattoos work yeah yeah i mean technically <laughs> you could do it but how do you... and, and the other question is if you can see invisibility can you see their flesh hmm. no well it's not invisible it's translucent you could paint them true or tattoo them yeah so you could conceivably conceivably cover them in war paint or mud or something yeah. to make them look different. It's like, what does the fur look like? Because they're Slytherins, so they have fur, right? So it's yeah, like yeah. translucent fur. I mean, th the mind boggles right. as to how these yeah, things like, work. Yeah, like tattooing them, you have to somehow shave it so that you could reach the skin instead of tattooing their fur. But then yeah, does the exactly. tattoo disappear? 
or does it like remain just floating ever so slightly off of the bone where its flesh is? I you think know it what would I mean? be floating. I think, I think it, it would, would be like, too, right? Unless it absorbed the, could the, would the ink, because the ink wouldn't be translucent. So, so anyway, the, 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 it boggles. How <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you can just do a ton of weird, crazy stuff. Right. With, with, and and they, they are also known for wearing lots of jewelry and like, Gugas. So it's like you, you'd see one with a bracelet on and it would be sort of floating around the skeleton. Right. And it was just just mind bogglingly crazy. <laughs> um and, and they're also known for necromancy. So it gave them a, a plus to either a charisma or intelligence, you could play a warlock or a wizard. Um and uh so it was also we I hadn't done anything with warlocks yet, so I was like, let me let me let me make the weight rates be warlocky because it it would make sense yeah. that they would find kind of a thing, and then it would it would make sense that that they get you know find some kind of horrible patron related to that. Um, they're just and they're not a common Slytherin brood already, so I think it would be insanely rare to yeah. find a a unredeemed white race. Um, so they've got the they've got the translucent thing. Um, um, so I gave them unnerving. Um, which I forget which I found that from some other some other uh, race um, uh, in the uh, SLPG, which basically just means they're proficient in intimidation. Um, and um, still still uncertain what else to do with them. Um, how it can really get this across. They in the three X books they have um, ability to cause paralysis but it's through alchemy it's not some natural thing so gotcha. i just gave them a proficiency in alchemical yeah and the specific ability to make this paralysis poison but i'm not, not quite sure what to do with that and it's even i don't even know if it's interesting um but yeah still still yeah these are one of the last ones i worked on i'm still working on it i'm still trying to figure this one out <laughs> like what this means but creepy totally creepy <laughs> <laughs> totally creepy and, and and i love it um where they're found um i'm not sure uh i know that that they're kind of gleaned at and mentioned in that that they've been seen in the morning marshes but they're so rare to begin with yeah um wasteland areas mostly so i can picture them as in small communities um and maybe the desert or in the footsteps or some other place there's a lot of wastelands in scarland so Know, a lot of places there. So you can kind of put them wherever it makes sense. Yeah. Um, um, where they were birthed is not clear, other than somewhere in Gale's bed. Um, as I said, it's not clear if Gulabin made them intentionally or they somehow evolved from her. But how that works, it, I don't know. Yeah. Rats exposed to cold shivered their flesh into invisibility. Right. <laughs> it could be like the flash where he vibrates so fast that he can pass through things, except for this is just their flesh phasing out of visual range. No! <laughs> <laughs> They're weird. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's not a lot of lore on them. I think it was just like, let's make cool skeleton rats. Um, yeah. <laughs> but why would go I would, uh Gulaben have skeleton rats? I don't know. She's known for cold and sexy, sexy. So, uh, and these aren't really sexy, sexy rats. I so, I, I mean, I am sure that there are people into that. They're called oh. necrophiliacs. 
However, I'm just, now I'm trying to think for a white wraith orgy. Oh no, let's, let's not go there. Or, oh no, no, maybe we should. Okay. No, now I'm just picturing a small community of white wraiths and like shells are right and some kind of weird twisted. They would be rich. They would they be would, so they would, rich. Yeah. Kind of like like necrophiliac right whorehouse kind of thing. Right. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> just, just okay. The thought grosses me out, but also intrigues me. Yeah. <laughs> like, ah. So anyway, uh, cool. So that's our last brood. Um, I would love. I and as I said, if anyone wants to get a copy of this little book that I'm working on, I'll, I'll happily send you one just to get feedback, and I'll put you in the credits if you do. Um, once I get this out, and I, uh, the main thing, obviously, I got to finish writing it, but uh, maybe play test some of this stuff. But um, the main thing really preventing me from getting it out right away is the art. Art is always I, the I problem. Have, <laughs> yeah, because I only have about four or five of these broods for art for these broods, and I really, yeah. at minimum, like get the white rates and the stricken. Um, at dead minimum, the stricken, because um, they're just really, you know, white rates. How do you can explain that? Right. <laughs> stricken. We yeah. So I'm gonna see if. Maybe I can get some original art, yeah. but that's time. So I might I might put it out artless with a whole like, if you if you purchase it, update it and yeah, and um, give you an update once we have some art added. Um, but so that might be the obstacle. Running short on time, but do you want to talk about the Maulers? The Maulers. Oh right, right. Um, so they're not a brood; they're a creation um, by the Red Witches, but also that um, uh, other broods have been known to use. I think it's the Red Witches. Uh, pretty sure it's red witches. Um, we do use them. They, they do show up in Vigilant a couple times. Um, they're uh, basically they took a Slytherin, any really any brood, and exposed it to toxins and brews and stuff. And it turns in. If you ever seen the movie um, Beastmaster, yeah, <laughs> it's that. So so there were these these guys in Beastmaster that they had chained up and they like injected them with stuff and they turned into ravaging beastmen with like masks for their faces and they ran around trying to kill the poor little weasels because whatever they were um not weasels but whatever the little critters that the beastmaster had um so like referring to an 80s movie that no one knows um anyway so they basically um they start growing muscles really really fast and they grow them so fast that they actually have to cut their flesh for the muscles to grow and then regrow fresh flesh around it so they're really horrific slytherin monsters and uh, just just awful and um they use them slytherin create them to be these like kind of horrific servants for them and fighters and you, you know in in the long run their cr isn't that high but um but still you don't want to face one if you're a low level pc um they were cr two or three in the 3x books but they still have a stupid strength and a lot of hit points so and they will they will kick the ass of a first or second level party because they usually you don't usually just say one. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, and yes, Eakade runs into some allers, and it is not a good experience <laughs> at all by any means. They are they are kind of terrifying, um, and 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 certainly a, a concern for him as he has issues around maulers. And I, I I love them as just a kind of a monstrous mutated thing that's already a monstrous mutated thing, but just right. on, like literally on steroids. So. Because like giantish groves, and they're really big and terrifying. Um, so I love them. 
<laughs> so and you could totally like I don't have a template for maybe maybe I'll throw the Maulers in the book too. Um oh another another other thing, um I'm gonna talk about Titan Spawn. Oh yeah. Are you so um Titan Spawn is considered a um a subheading for various creatures right. on Skarn. Um and uh Rangers specifically can choose Titan Spawn as a favored enemy. And freaking half the monsters on Skarn are Titan Spawn. So right. if you were playing Ranger, why wouldn't you choose Titan Spawn as right. a favored enemy? It's going to cover like, all these freaky things from the creature collection. Um, so, are redeemed Slytherin Titan Spawn? I would assume no. Right. Um, they don't have that in the book. Um, so, certainly the base. SLPG Slytherin are not Titan Spawn in any more than an orc would be Titan Spawn or a Ironbird would be Titan Spawn. If you play one of these broods, are you Titan Spawn? No, because you're playing redeemed. You know, you're, you're right. not following. So, and this is this is that that fuzzy definition of what is a Titan Spawn. Yeah. You know, and then they like the Titan Spawn is someone who has parentheses Titan Spawn on parentheses next to their descriptor. Right. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, guys. That's really helpful. <laughs> so, so in in for the purposes of I am a ranger or some other class that gets a special advantage over a specific type, redeemed Slytherin should not be Titan Spawn, and make the argument that none of the unseeing Slytherin brood would be Titan Spawn. That that um, if you were playing a stricken, you may or may not be Titan Spawn depending on you know how you play it. Right. And I kind of would let the player decide. Are yeah. You, are you, or are you not a Titan Spawn? Um, and I think it's more a, a fact of your beliefs as much as it is how you were created yeah. because of muddiness around this. Yeah. And because um, of that, I, as a DM, and take this how, how you will, I would, yeah. I would do it that PCs are going to not have that, like PC Rangers are not going to have that favorite enemy against Redeemed, but they would have it against Unredeemed. Yeah. And vice versa, unredeemed rangers that are NPCs are going to have it against the PCs because yeah. of that belief system difference. Like, maybe, if maybe. the PCs get this bonus against you, why can't you take something to get it against them? You know what I mean? So, Or, or do you choose Slytherin right. as, your, as your preferred enemy? Yeah. Which would include all Slytherin redeemed or unredeemed. Um, so that's that's the alternative. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, because honestly, I think Titan Spawn as as a favorite enemy is a little bit overpowered because it, it's like it's, half it's just spawn. so broad. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's, it's like so, saying so anything created, <laughs> anything's not like a rock or a tree or dirt. Or yeah, air. I mean, I mean, you're looking at you're looking for the words in the brackets, and right. you're not going to see the words. But you can choose human and elf and and dwarf as a favorite right. enemy. Right. Certainly. Um, and plenty do who are human. Like you can have humans have favorite enemies human because yeah. there's a bunch of evil humans they're fighting and uh, or whatever. Um, that's totally a common thing, or a, maybe not a common thing, but a thing. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah. So this this is this is the one place where it gets tricky. Is are you considered Titan Spawn if you play one of these broods? Right. I would say if you're playing a redeemed, which you would probably be playing unless you're in a wacky weird campaign where you're all monsters and the campaign is about bringing yeah. back 
Mormo? <laughs> um, you're. I would say no. I would say no. You're not a Tesma, but talk to your GM. Yeah. Decide it. Figure how you want to run it. Um, it's 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 that's a that's a totally gray area. Um, that's a great thing about these rules. You can break them. Yay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, my thing is, um, you know, try to follow the rules of fifth edition. Try to have balance. Yeah. I I don't want a player. I mean. I don't have any issues against min-maxing all the time, but I want to try to min-max within the rules so that um, my min-maxed monster isn't so much more badass or whatever than another person who wants to min-max his min-max monster, right. if that makes sense. So, um, yeah. It's like, everybody should should be able to min-max, you know, the way they want to. Yeah, you know, totally. with, with how much the... You know, that's why I'm, like, all behind um, point by because um, that creates a sense of balance right. and they've done a pretty good job at adjusting those rules to make it so that you know you point by by whatever um, and that you're not starting with a PC with an intelligence or a strength of 18 yeah um, I, maybe maybe you can maybe there's some some exceptions to that but for the most part um, just you know 16 17 and you're that's your max on uh, you're not going to be up there at level one. So, I'm, where's dice roll? You could be. Yeah. You know, I'm a big fan of 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 of, um, of that for that very reason. <laughs> well, before anyway. we head out for the day, why don't you tell us all about where to find you on the interwebs? On the interwebs, I am Sarah Stewart. Uh, my website is morelikethisindustries.com, um, and uh, you can find me at more like this two on the twitters the twitters um on the twitters and uh i am the author co-author of the novel vigilant through shadows and dreams book one book two is called stalker it is not out yet but it's still being written <laughs> i don't know when it'll be done i need to stop being distracted <laughs> mostly by the day job honestly um uh yeah i did I take a year to off to write that and i am i cannot take a year off to write the sequel yeah um, uh, and, uh, yeah, um, I'm also found, at, uh, with Jeremy on Mondays playing in, yeah. uh, with some matchmakers and, um, yeah. Yeah. And that's on, uh, Twitch at Plastic Age Plays, which is Travis Legg's channel. He's the, uh, line developer for Scarlands, and he's got a bunch of fun stuff going on over there. So if you aren't subscribed to him as well, head over there and do so. Uh, also follow Onyx Path. I can't think of their channel. I think it's the Onyx Path. The Onyx uh, Path. It's their the official Onyx one, Path. and they have a bunch of Scarlands and Vampire and Werewolf and all of the stuff that they publish going on. Uh, they just recently, like two days ago, three days ago, two days, yesterday, yesterday, um, launched their latest Kickstarter, which is Legend Lore, which you, the idea behind it is you are you, and you get teleported over to some fantasy realm called the realm and have to figure out how to become a hero over there uh, if you ever watched dungeons and the dragons the cartoon it's that <laughs> i don't want to play me though uh, it, it, you, there's very there's variations so starting this tuesday uh july sorry june 9th um there's going to be a short campaign that's going to be legend lore set that i am actually a character on should be fun uh, it's on. I think that is going to be on the Onyx Path channel, and it essentially is going to be our various characters or new characters from different worlds. So Scarred Lands, 
Um, ah. Pugmire is where mine's coming from. Yay. Oh, nice. You don't and, have to play you literally. You just have to play like a normal. I mean, you can choose to do whichever you want. Okay. And so okay. We're, for this one, we're just playing our different characters that have been sucked into the realm. So that should be fun as well. But yeah, check that out. Uh, I will post the link to the Kickstarter in the show notes. Otherwise, I am Jeremy Hochalter. You can find me on Twitter at WHPubs or on Facebook at WHPublications. You can go to WHPublications.com to find my publications. <laughs> I have a list. And uh, yeah, we're here every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern. Or uh, I also DM a Scarlands actual play uh friday afternoons at 4 30 so in eight minutes but <laughs> at uh, Sorry. uh, no, 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 no. um that, uh that that yeah it's entertaining so come back and watch minutes? that that's, but, a, that's only oh it's like a half an hour before in eight minutes so 4 30 eastern 4 30 yeah no, 4 okay. Yay. i have no idea what anyway i, I should go i'm sorry i ran so late but everybody have a, a good week. Stay safe. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.